Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 148 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I finished a book. Oh my gosh, you did! <laughs> it wasn't Harry Potter. I literally think that might be the first book I've finished this year. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. So this episode is sponsored by Christine Fairchild. Thank you, Christine. Thank, Thank you. you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. 17, that's kind of That's a number. lot of words. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and then the title. You ain't a kidding. Educational decree number 24. Do we know what the other 23 were? No. I go into that. Thank you very Do much. We? Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, we don't know all of them. Yeah. So make sure that you have read that chapter and in, you know, it's warmer Summer. out, right? Summer-ish, almost. I hope you're ready to swim your way through the details. So... Go Just ahead. keep swimming. Just, Just keep, keep swimming, swimming, swimming. swimming. That's what we do. We swim. swim. <laughs> I love to swim. <laughs> We're sorry, everybody. I have been practicing. Oh, okay. Meg's Mouse Tales, can you tell me what we're going to talk about for a schmidgen? Sure. So, as you guys all know, I'm sure J.K. Rowling tweeted some more mean things on Twitter. Um, and defended them more. Uh, and if I'm being <laughs> honest, we're just exhausted by it. Like, yep. as members of the community, two people who are active allies with us, like, it's just exhausting to talk about. So, in all honesty, we don't really want to talk about it besides the fact that, obviously, we stand with the trans community. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary people are themselves. And that is just... That's the tea. That's the tea. So yeah. we still love Harry Potter. Yes, indeed. The mm-hmm. fans own it. We, you know, fan created content is the jam. Check yeah. out other awesome podcasts that are LGBT friendly, speaking out against all kinds of things that they should be speaking out against at this time. Check out Potterless. Check out the Gaily Gaily Prophet. Prophet, Check out um, Black Girls Create. um, Wizard Studies. Yes. Podcast. Goblet of Wine. There are so many awesome, awesome fan created content podcasts that have 
nothing to do with JK Rowling. And we, as a huge community, keep it alive. And that's mm-hmm. just what we need to continue to do. So, yeah. um, and let me say this as just the person that I am name calling and such gets you nowhere. Yeah. Hating on something constantly, constantly, constantly will only bring you those negative feelings. Feel what you feel and try and heal. Okay? That's all I have to say. I like that, too. Yeah. Also, thank you. So, um, we love everybody. Yeah. Especially just a big shout out and a big hug to um, the black community and the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm that are our listeners you guys are strong as heck the best and be proud of who you are stand up for what you believe in um with that being said i do want to announce that we are going to be doing a um silent auction supporting black lives matter on our facebook group um katie myself tiffany and sarah I think Tiffany, we're, we're all going to throw something in from our personal collections. We're going to silent oh, auction. You can off. get a really uh, less than mediocre painting from me. <laughs> oh, didn't you already sell yours? Yeah, we have to ship yours out. Oh, already. I'm sorry. You cannot you can, get that. You can me. get mine, though. <laughs> that yeah. is spoken for already, apparently. Um, but. We have a ton of just Potter March from our collections that we're going to auction off and all of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds are going to be donated to Black Lives Matter um, because we just want to do something extra for them. We did make an initial donation and this is just going to be more because it's important. It needs the conversation needs to keep happening. We can't let this dissipate into the background like so many important social issues social justice issues have in the Mm -hmm. past it's like they're all gung-ho for like a week and then they just dissipate um so we're going to do a silent auction the weekend of the 27th and 28th of june i'm going to make a photo album in our facebook group swish and flick podcast group and everything is just going to be like you comment a price and then people comment after and then at the end time whoever is the highest bidder gets the item and you literally will just make a donation to black lives matter send us a screenshot of your donation and you get the item so um if you guys are interested in participating for a good cause that's going to go on that weekend um and then lastly for this week we have launched a new pride shirt supporting the trevor project um it has one of our all-time favorite haggard quotes that is i am what i am and i'm not ashamed with some cool rainbow letters behind it um where'd you move (laughs) yes and so what's different about this t-shirt order though is we can't just put new merch on our website right now because of COVID-19. There's so much happening in the world right now. Yeah. So um because of the pandemic, our printing facility is running on bare bones and they can't accommodate new designs. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to do this as like a pre-order. Um so you will just go onto our website. I've figured out how to create a listing Um, That allows me to handle the shipping separately from like our printing company. So you just go on to swishflickcast.com. 
go to our featured items. It should be the first thing that's posted and it will say pre-order 2020 pride shirt. There's a picture of what it's going to look like. It's going to be on like a heathered black tee that is the super soft material. If anybody has gotten one of our like Swisher meetup shirts or the purple mm-hmm. Swiss shirt, it's like, it's like super duper soft or the Phoenix plus shirts. Those have all been printed on this same material. Um, they're awesome. So basically we're going to take orders through the end of June and then these will ship out in July because I'll place the order for all of the shirts once all the pre-orders come in and, um, we'll ship them out to you guys. So if you're interested, again, just go to swishflickcast.com, go to the featured items and it should be the first item in the top left. So, and cool. 50% of the proceeds from this are going to go directly to the trevor project so yes yes very good yep that's all i got that's all you got that's all i got okay i'm gonna do this okay i just thought of it too so it's like okay. it's Fine. time for the robbery <laughs> oh my god i like to swim it sounded like you were singing um hmm Something Wicked This Way comes from Something Wicked This Way comes. Turn down your headphones. Sorry. Well, you say that after. Yeah, well. Right. They should know whenever this time comes. <laughs> All right, recap time. <laughs> Harry stood his ground at that Hogshead meeting. Uh, he didn't want to talk about Cedric, Diggory, or Voldemort, and that's what everyone was there pretty much to uh, hear. They just wanted the tea. They just wanted the tea. But he said, uh, heck no. <laughs> Don't go on the undertow. When <laughs> 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 oh we say gosh. heck no. Wait, what is it? What's the quote? When we see the undertow, we, we say, say heck no. What is it from? Finding Dory. Oh, I don't, I don't like remember that because it's so sad. Yeah, it's, it's I watched sad. it once and I'm it like, my, my poor little heart cannot handle it because she's just, sad. oh. It's fresh. I know. She's fresh. By the way. They get on with figuring out where are they going to meet? When can they meet? They don't really get too far into it. So Hermione has them all sign their names down on what we will learn is an enchanted piece of paper. Oh, how enchanting. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like, all right, we'll let everybody know when we figure it out. And also Ginny is dating someone and Ron isn't very happy about it. Oh, my gosh. Get over it. Such an older brother thing. So Harry and Ron catch up on some homework finally. And then when they're leaving the common room on Monday morning, there was a notice on the board, an order by Umbridge, which no one wants to follow. And it's a slippery slope for Ron trying to get into the girl's room. (laughs) And uh, don't you worry, despite Umbridge banning things, Hermione says there's not a sneak yet. And Harry is planning on doing their study club anyway. So stick it to you, Umbridge. Uh, And then Hedwig interrupts Harry in his history class. And she's not well. And she carries a message for him, though. Um, And so he leaves to get help from Grubbly Plank. And McGonagall is there to make sure Harry knows that things are being watched, a.k.a. him and Hogwarts. Um, And then off to another Umbridge Watch class, the trio go. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. We listened to the chapter today. It's yeah. just so good. I did my notes on that part today. Oh, man. Interesting. So, Harry is feeling so much happier for the rest of the weekend after their secret meeting. I put secret in quotes because it wasn't. Just saying. In the <laughs> hogshead. Um, and he felt so much happier than he had all term. I mean, all term. Many- it's been rough. 
How long has turned? It's been, been weeks, hasn't it? It's been over a month. That's it's a- definitely at least been a month. Detention after detention after detention. Well, if he kept his thing. little mouth shut, speaks up. He's a Gryffindor. He can't help it. Well, yeah, he I'll must t- not yeah, tell that's, lies. No, that's fine. When is that little message going to sink in? <laughs> It probably already <laughs> <has>. <laughs> So he spends his Sunday catching up on homework again while the last little bit of autumn sunshine persisted outside. So they take their work outside to enjoy the weather. And I actually really love doing this. I don't know if you guys do that. I love reading outside yes. and doing whatever outside. I tend to get distracted because if I'm like sitting outside and then I'm like, Squirrel. God, it's so nice out. I'll literally just <laughs> stare at Squirrel. The- I'm going to stare at the ceiling. <laughs> stare at the sky. <laughs> that is the ceiling yeah. of the world. I'll take a nippity nap. So they're lounging in the shade of a large beech tree on the edge of the lake. And I would like to point out that this is the very same beech tree that Harry sees in Snape's memory later on in this book where, you know, the bullying. Um, mm. Not necessarily. I wrote begins, but it just continues with the marauders and Snape. And, um... It's actually pulled by JKR to like she brings up the fact that this is the same tree from the memory because I think Harry thinks so this is the tree that we were, you know, doing our homework under connections like it education connection. Um, Just the knowledge that they're doing something behind Umbridge's back is really like making Harry happy. He knows that it's like right under her nose. Satisfying. He's a key part of this rebellion and it gave him, yes, a huge sense of satisfaction. And so he keeps going over the meeting in his mind, how all those people came out because they wanted him to teach them defense against the dark arts, but also to maybe hear the truth, right? So we know that probably... A couple of them were just trying to hear some tales, not of Beetle the Bard, but of Harry (laughs) the Potter. (laughs) But honestly, like, maybe that's what a little bit, maybe that's what those people needed in order to give them that shove that this is the right thing to do and this is, you know, how I'm going to make a difference. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to hear the truth? Do you know what I mean? Do you fault those people for wanting that? It's none of their Mm. business. It isn't any of their business. It, it isn't, but it. But it is. But like, it, it, I, it, I yeah. think it, it involves the wizarding world as a whole against. But here's an awful don't, person. They don't need to know what happened there. They want to know because I think that's just a human characteristic that they're, they're like curious of like the morbidity and stuff. Well, I think they wanted to hear from Harry that Voldemort was back, not necessarily the details in Cedric's death. I don't mm-hmm. think so much. Maybe one or two of them. I don't know. I disagree. I feel like if it was me, I would want to hear Harry say him for himself that Voldemort was back. I don't know. Kind of a, you know, morbid curiosity, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I would want to hear it from him, but, like, it's also hard to realize that, like, we shouldn't have to. You know what I mean? It's like a... I don't know. I think it's one of those things where, like, you can't take your eyes off of, like, a rack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, people are just... They want to know and they want the details and they're nosy. Yeah. They should, they should believe whenever they are told. I mean, 
not that you should just believe anything that you're told. That's a bad message. But like people who are trustworthy in your eyes, you should trust them. Well, like if you trust them, trust them. You know what I'm saying? I will say though, like if you think about it in this context with this book, you have, um, there's a lot of mixed messaging. There's a lot messaging. of people that you think that you should be able to trust. Like the person that runs your government you think that you can trust them we know that he's a terrible leader yeah we know that the press is at least you know their press is lying because the leader is telling them to lie um so. tangled web and that's a big thing with percy too like Honestly. he thinks that like he's with the right people and he's working for the ministry and they should be trusted and yet they not. I don't know. Yeah. They're just, you know, sweeping the path for Voldemort and his cronies to, like, just walk smoothly down the road. Yeah. No obstacles in their way. They just don't know it. They don't know why they're holding the brooms and swish, 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 getting it out. Swish and flicking? Swish, swish, swish. I don't know. Mm, okay. Swish and sweeping. Just <laughs> thoughts, thoughts to think. Thoughts to think. I like that. Um, I like that. I like when kids think for themselves. I'll just say that. I agree. Yeah. It is very good. Um, okay. So I said all this and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Harry's going on. He's thinking about this meeting and that he knows now that some people don't think that he's lying. Which that has to feel really good. Yeah. So it made him feel really cheerful. Um, and then, you know, Monday comes. <laughs> So oh, Monday. You know what I realized? Oh, yeah, Monday. When people talk about Garfield hating Mondays, they're like, if you think about it, that's when, what's his friend's, who's the human? He leaves for work. John. So the first day that like, he's not with John. And that's why he hates Mondays. Mm. That is a sad that's tweet. Sad. That is a sad tweet. I mean, tweet. You, you might just say dogs, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who's portrayed as stupid on that show? Oh, it's the dog. That's right. Why are you coming to me? <laughs> Why are you coming to me? Hold on. Wait a minute now. What's Wait, happening? Whoa. You are yelling. <laughs> what is going on? I hold a whole I thought the to... noise that's coming out of your mouth was from one of the pieces of equipment, and I was like, oh, something's broken. It's making a weird yeah, noise. Yeah, Megan's broken. <laughs> oh, I'm not broken. I'm like Harry. I speak the truth. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. I am broken. I ain't broken. So I'm not uh, broken, man. <laughs> that was not me, by the way. <laughs> so those people don't th think that he's some lying weirdo, um, and that made him feel cheerful. So Harry and Ron were having a nice discussion about what new move Angelina wanted them to work on for Quidditch, and it's called the Sloth Grip Roll. And yeah, so the sloth grip roll is a Quidditch tactic where the player hangs upside down on their broomstick, holding tightly with their hands and feet to avoid an incoming bludger. That's like adorable. a sloth. Like a sloth. Like a sloth. Yep. That's so cute. <laughs> and then there's some like, that's from Harry Potter, but I think that's also in Quidditch through the ages. Yeah. Um, makes sense. There's some, um, it says during the 1987-88 school year, uh, Madame Hooch taught the sloth grip role to Jacob's sibling and classmates. Who's Jacob? I don't know. What is the site? Is this Hogwarts a mystery? You know it, girl. That was Hogwarts mystery. Oh, gosh. The original it. one was Quidditch Three Ages. There we go. Uh, and then, yeah. And then they mentioned 
this line in Order of the Phoenix. So that's the sloth grip roll. You can go and try and practice that on your Aren't rooms. sloths grips very, like when they're grown, very, very strong? Or did you already say that? I did not say that. Because it makes me think of Kristen Bell was talking about them because you're only like, unless you're like trained to like hold a baby sloth because the like adult sloths. I know they have like hurt you. slicers. They're like Wolverine hands. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyways. She cried when she found out there was one coming to her I birthday party. And that still that. is one of the best things. <laughs> She's coming to my party. Oh my God. She's cute. <laughs> So they're halfway across the common room when they notice that there's some kind of an addition to the notice board. You notice the notice board. And that also, also attracted the attention of a small group of Gryffindors. There's the usual things on the board. Lists of secondhand books for sale. School rules from the lovely Filch. Quidditch team's training schedules offers to barter chocolate frog cards. I like that. The Weasley's new ads for testers, the dates of the Hogsmeade weekend, and, you know, lost and found notices. But there is a nice new sign so large that it covers everything else on the board. Large black letters and very official looking seal at the bottom. And a neat curly signature. Doesn't she seem important? Would you like to know what it says? Because I think it's going to, you know, it's going to be really important. Ugh, sure. Give it to me. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. By order of... (laughs) I was saying that in my head. (laughs) The High Inquisitor of Hogwarts. All student organizations, societies, teams, groups, and clubs are henceforth disbanded i just hear i know the announcement in the movie yes oh gosh an organization society team group or club is hereby defined as a regular meeting of three all right or more students that's a magical number (laughs) permission to reform may be sought from the high inquisitor professor umbridge if you didn't know no student organization, society, team, group, or club may exist without their knowledge and approval of the High Inquisitor. Any student found to have formed or belonged to an organization, society, team, group, or club that has not been approved by the High Inquisitor will be expelled. Harsh words. Harsh in my vibe over here. Mm, yep. Harsh in my mellow. Marshmallow? Mm -hmm. Okay. The above is in accordance with educational decree number 24. So I asked, what are the first 23? Yeah, for real. Number one, I must be cooler than Dumbledore. That's already a lie. Number two, (laughs) must be cooler than Sasa. Never going to happen. So they had to nix that one too. Number three, couldn't couldn't even write it down. I'm waiting. You have a lot more to go. You have 20 more to go, actually. (laughs) All right. So an educational decree. There were laws created by the Ministry of Magic. Let's let's be honest. It's Fudge and Umbridge. Nobody else is on that panel. Fumbridge. I was just going to say that. But how long, like, how long do you think that some of these have been in place? Like some of them might actually be just like standard things that you should have in place. They could I, be, but, but then, I'm like, just once saying you like get past this, maybe like yeah. 10, they were probably just all, you know, I, Bob do, shorts. Do you really think that they had educational decrees? There was a freaking almost a snake. It was a snake. 
Who's there's the a snake? snake in their metaphorical boot, aka the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> there's a snake in my boot. Pull my string. The birthday party's today. <laughs> <laughs> You're mocking well, like, me. You know I'm saying like ridiculous <laughs> things have happened at Hogwarts in just the years that Harry has gone. Educational there. decree one: no basilisks. Decree <laughs> <laughs> number two: no sorcerer stone. Oh, wait, switch those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Educational decree number three. No prisoners of Azkaban allowed. <laughs> right. Mm, right. Oh my. No dementors. No dementors. On yeah. I don't know. I don't think that would be an educational decree. Fudge likes them. I need our patrons to write the first 20 some because we do know some of these. Okay. So. I thought it was going to be what we said it was going to say. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I don't care. Oh, I said what I said. I said what I said. All right. Spearheaded by Dolores Jane Umbridge, they created new educational decrees to suppress and outlaw behavior which the ministry did not approve of, some of which would outright expel students found to be oh. in a transgression of. In truth, however, they were just an excuse to strip Dumbledore of his headship in the school and give it to Umbridge. Spoiler alert. It don't work. Well, it, it works ish. He gets it back. <laughs> but he got better. <laughs> and, and then, he, then he doesn't get better. Oh, okay. So we have some known decrees here. Educational decree number 22. Is that for her to be the high inquisitor? It is not. Oh. Um. Oh, wait. It might be. Hold on. Mm-mm. No. So I'm just going to go through a conversation. Umbridge says, and what are you going to do with Trelawney once I appoint a new divination teacher who needs her lodgings? Dumbledore. Oh, that won't be a problem. Madame You see, I have already found us a new divination teacher, and he will prefer lodgings on the ground floor. Hooves. They be a clapping. Umbridge, (laughs) (laughs) you found, you found, might I remind you, Dumbledore, that under educational degree number 22... The ministry has the right to appoint a suitable candidate if and only if the headmaster is unable to find one. That's how she got her job. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's 22. Wait. I just want to say. Do it. That after that, Umbridge is going to need some sand for the burn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we know 25, 26, and 29. And 29 never actually passed, apparently. And then there's a section of behind the scenes. It says in the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So these are read off the wall. Creates at least 136 decrees, which by the end of the year, nearly cover the entire wall outside of the Great Hall. Stupid. Mm. Most of these decrees were placed to reinforce ridiculous rules that suit Umbridge's sadistic, intruding and old fashioned nature. However, in the book, the ministry only created 28. So would you like to hear the others? Yes. All righty, Ruski. Number one, punish students found in possession of a spell check quill. Two. Wait, but like, what if they're doing their homework? <laughs> That's stupid. Did I make this decree? I'm just saying, like, I got spell check. I can't spell worth a, anything. So I think if you're doing it, doing your homework, like, that's fine. Yeah. You're allowed to have open books. Now, if you're doing it with a test, maybe I would say a spelling test. They ain't taking smelling tests. Let's just be serious. You don't know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. It's not smelling. It's not smelling? Spelling. (laughs) I took spelling tests in high school. Did you really? 
Yeah. They were like well, vocabulary. vocabulary yeah. But, but they made you also know how to spell it. Yeah. In high school? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't do that? No, you I wasn't did vocabulary. I was in honors English. <laughs> excuse me you're excused english yes, i got an ap u.s history i didn't do well only because i didn't do my homework <laughs> do your homework kids <laughs> sarah story i didn't do my homework <laughs> all of us is writing papers and we know how much i love doing yeah that. we know we know okay uh two nope that's that's not the word two that's the word nine <laughs> maybe i should take a spell test in high school then <laughs> So nine expelled, expelled students found in possession of sweets from unauthorized suppliers. What? <laughs> this is according to the movie, so this isn't really canon. Stupid. Correct. It's like a, what if they like have one only one person? That's a monopoly on the candy makers. And you know what? I won't sit for it, and I won't stand. Do you think for that it. the sweets were Weasley Wizard Weezes stuff? Yeah. All right. Twelve. That's magical. 12 is magical. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Allowed Hogwarts students to be subjected to informal scrutiny by approved ministry member, essentially a persecutor of the educational decree number 23. Precursor. Excuse me. Persecutor. (laughs) 23, the only canically numbered educational decree in the film. So this is the only one that the film took that was actual canon. And we know that that's the one that nominated Umbridge for her post because nobody wanted the job. Thank you, rest of the wizarding world. You don't want a jinxed job. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Pop Puff Jess says, educational decree number four, no scrubs. (laughs) Did you see number three? What? I gotta find it so I read it. All snacks brought brought you by Katie. Brought to you by Katie is what it should say. Right here. Yeah, you're not hilarious. That's All correct. snacks. Educational uh, decree number one. Mute your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Swish decrees. Um, 24, forbade the playing of music during study hours. You are horrible. That's awful because if you listen to classical music, they say you study better. Or like, it studies better. Also, fun fact, if you eat or if you chew like a peppermint gum mm-hmm. or a gum oh my while gosh. you study and then you chew that while you're taking the test or something, it actually helps you remember. 25 is so bad. Like, I feel bad for people because it forbids you from broom flight, except if you're in an authorized Quidditch practice. So think about how many people aren't on a Quidditch team, but have brooms, are allowed to have brooms, and just want to fly. I just want to fly. Lame. 26, (laughs) forbade boys and girls. Oh, I like this one. (laughs) But they make us fly like a raven officially, and we don't care for it. A blue and silver one. (laughs) You guys are outrageous. Um, Sorry. This one made me laugh in the movie. Uh, Forbade boys and girls from being within six inches of each other. So. All the we gay witches and everybody else. Megan and Katie just inched a little closer. I know. Y'all were been fine. Um, it's like, we could work around that. Thank you. Yeah. Good decree. Okay. <laughs> 29 gives Umbridge the power to review all extracurricular activities. That was hard for me to get out. 30 prohibited joke products made by Fred and George Weasley. Ooh, named in my name. Filch love that one. 31 forbade boys and girls from being with like, no, Ron did this one. <laughs> All right. Wait, why is 31 eight? Oh, she's moving it back. So now you can't be eight inches within each other. 
This is hilarious. So if you don't remember what I'm talking about, these are the ones that were on the wall in the film. Uh, 35 banned items that were not banned items that were not of educational value. Oh my god. Well, that's subjective. <laughs> a little. I think a lot of her rules end up being pretty subjective. Oh, for sure. They're 30, all dumb. 37. Boys to keep hands outside their cloaks. <laughs> 38. I'm gonna more going over that. Banishment of non-educational toys, games, and more or less redundant uh decree of 35. Yeah, but like dumb. Jeez. <laughs> 39 confis- confiscation of wands 41 ban I feel like that's not allowed ban students from discussing quote the upsetting events of last year decree that's negating their freedom of speech and that shouldn't be allowed I got more babe 45 proper dress and decorum 46 banned Hogwarts banned from Hogwarts all literature written by non-wizards or half-breeds <gasps> what Mm-hmm. More censorship. Forty-seven. Back in your mouth, I see it out of the corner <laughs> of my eye. Forty-seven requires students to consent to allow their outposts to be checked for illegal contraband. So Hard no. She's a or bad word. I She's thought you were bad going to word. say the bad word, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> the children listening. I said, children. "She's a bad word." She's That's not all. I. She's said. not nice. This That's is what happens sure. when the government's trying to get you. They're coming to get you. I will get you. Um, 48. Required any complaints about Hogwarts or its staff to be made in writing to High Inquisitor. What if it's about you? Or your whole inbox is going to be stuff with you suck. 49. Canceled Quidditch matches. They done. That's because, you know, she who must not be named didn't like to write Quidditch. Genuinely, she says that. Six. She has said that. Six. Seven forbade exploding bonbons to ex- explode. Okay, what? How does that work? Can't control it. <laughs> Sixty-eight. The books educational decree number twenty-four. What was twenty-four? Uh. Music. No music. What was I on? Uh. Okay. Seventy-four made the tagging of students owls mandatory. That is awful. Tagging owls? Seven, yeah, 75 confined pets to common rooms and dorm dormitories and owls to the oh, owlery. No. I'm so mad right now. Oh, well, I'm... Let them be just, free. This isn't canon, just so... They're probably true, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 76, the book... Oh, num- so books 27. Nope, 26. Oh, six inches. 81, forbade r- red howlers. Interesting. 82, force the students. Red howlers? How are you going to Red do that? howlers, it says. What's the difference? No idea. Interesting. They're making force. This well, of course they are, because it's can- not canon. Force the students to submit to questioning about suspected illicit activities. Then they list 85, <laughs> and there's nothing next to it. This is the wiki, by the way. Uh, nine- I bet you they just like paused the movie and tried to read. Yeah, them. guaranteed. So they probably just couldn't make out what 85 said. Uh, 98 established the Inquisitorial Squad. 99 forbade the usage of magic to change the student's physical appearance. 109 punished students who cast prohibited spells. 119, which is number 28. Uh, I don't see it. 
I can't remember what it said either. Somebody else bringing that up. Uh, 127. This is a lot. Something to... Oh, it says, had something to do with teachers being dismissed, possibly related to the book's educational degree number 22. Uh, 133. I'm almost done, I swear. Gave Umbridge the power to confiscate any unauthorized book from the students. And 136. Encouraged students to be forthcoming regarding suspicious outlawed activities. All right. I'm done with that. Uh, I don't... Ha- I. That's all I got. Those are, that's it. You're welcome. <laughs> Tiffany <Thank> out. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Tiffany, you're very patient. Those are a lot of decrees. <sighs> I, I enjoyed uh, knowing the ones from the movie. I thought that was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, because yeah, I never thought about that before. That seems like something that, I mean, tagging the owls, I feel like, is it's definitely terrible. part of her oh. regime. She's just terrible. All right, it's green. All right. So, all right, so, all right, so they're looking at that decree. And then somebody in front of Ron asks, does this mean that the Gobstones Club is done for? It's a second year. Leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) They're 12, maybe 13. Maybe. (laughs) And I said, just the club we need to be worried about, isn't it? But Ron is like, "Eh, you'll be fine. Don't worry. I don't think that's the one she's after. So Harry reads it again. And all of that happiness that had filled him since Saturday was gone and was suddenly filled with pulsing Pulsing. rage. rage Can you tell that Umbridge triggers Harry major? Mm. (laughs) Like major. Because like if, say, Snape posted something like this, he would be mad. Yeah, he wouldn't be raging. But he wouldn't be like this. Raging. Hashtag rage. And Harry's like, there is no way this is a coincidence. Uh, and he, how, he isn't wrong. How did she find out? I don't remember. Dung, right? Dung knew. No, Dung told the order. Mm-hmm. But how would it have gotten Umbridge? Who was in the Hogshead? Did I'm she sure she has that, people everywhere, um, too. It does say, although not revealed at the time, Aberforth Dumbledore also relayed information about the DA to the Order as they were meeting inside his pub. Apparently, there is a man named Willie Wittershins. <laughs> say that name five times. Willie Wittershins, uh, who <laughs> was in the Hogshead heavily bandaged, and he was there and overheard Harry... And he ran to Dolores to tell her what was happening. Can you imagine him just like bolting through Hogs? I mean, just like I gotta get the Albrecht. His mumminess yeah. is happening in the winds. But I love the way that Megan so, says Dolores. She's like Dolores. Say it. Just the say worst. It. Say it. Dolores. <laughs> so um, Dexter Fortescue, who is a painting says blatant corruption okay so there's a conversation in order of the phoenix dolores says i have testimony from willie wittershins minerva who happened to be in the bar at the time he was heavily bandaged it is true but his hearing was quite unimpaired he heard every word potter said and hastened straight to the school to report to me and minerva says oh so that's why he wasn't prosecuted for setting up all those regurgitating toilets what an interesting insight into our justice system i remember and then the portrait dexter ford says blatant corruption the ministry did not cut deals with petty criminals in my day no sir they did not no sir so that is how we know 
You lose. Good day, day sir. sir. Good day, sir. Oh, God. Um, now I want to watch it. Willie. Let's so that's, Willie. So that's pick Willie right in his winter <laughs> So that is actually how she found out. However, Harry and Ron don't know that. So Harry is like, people must have been listening in. Who was in that group that, or who was in the group that came that just ran and blabbed to Umbridge? And Ron is like, it was probably Zachariah Smith. <laughs> Uh, or Michael Corner. Isn't that, that Jenny's boyfriend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, you're such a brother. You're such you're a such brother. Because I know, have, I know about having a brother. Right. Let me uh, sip some tea. You have some in-laws. I do. I do. This is true. Um, so Harry and Ron run off to tell Hermione. And as soon as they hit the sixth stair... The steps melt together and make a long, smooth stone slide. The staircase to the girls' dormitory is enchanted so that if a boy attempts to enter the dormitory, a wailing klaxon goes off and the staircase turns into a stone slide, sending them back to the common room. According to Hogwarts history, the founders believed that girls were more trustworthy than boys. So while the girls' staircase Mm. is enchanted to prevent boys from getting in, the boys' staircase does not carry a reciprocal (laughs) enchantment. Trigger warning. Content involving domestic and sexual abuse. Content concludes at 46 minutes, 15 seconds. I find this potentially problematic because is this rooted in JK's history of abuse and her lack of trust towards men? And that's why she decided to put this rule in here. I kind of think it's a little sexist. Well, Mm -hmm. for sure. A thousand percent it is. Because let me tell you, men can be sexually abused as well. Yes. So... It's just kind of weird. And also, like, free-for-all for lesbians or bisexuals who are girls. Or boys. But, well, no, well, yeah, no, but I'm saying, like... Hermione goes on to say that it is an old-fashioned rule. Yes. Um, I would agree with that. And um, I can also, with new information, I can see. Yes? Yeah. It just is... I don't know. Also as soon as I read that, I was like, hmm. If it's if it's for it does the line of like old fashioned of yes. of preventing like abuse like that, but women can abuse women, men can abuse men. Yeah, so it just seems kind of like I don't want to say pointless, but like at least it should go both ways if it is agree. gonna be there. But um yeah. I found a little Reddit that said Just a little Reddit. A little Reddit. Um <laughs> Someone said, first off, I need to say, hold on, I want to give credit to them. Who is this? It's a little uh, bit Reddit. This posted really by <laughs> Why Kick a Moo Cow 111. <laughs> Why would you? Don't kick a moo cow. Don't that kick be nice. moo cows. Moo cows are sweet and gentle. Can I ask and they're a just dumb small question? cows with big dreams. Mm-hmm. Are there any other cows besides moo cows? Don't they all moo? Oh, probably. I don't know. Sometimes maybe they maybe there's say, magical cows that don't move. So don't a, kick me. There's a moo, a moo, moo point. Get it? It's like a cow's opinion. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, they say <laughs> <laughs> that was utterly hilarious. <laughs> utterly hilarious. I will say it's not mine. Don't let your jokes go unnoticed on this podcast. It's a little you hear spotty, me? But you know, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say before that? This was utterly hilarious. Oh. All right, Megan, just just hoof on through this, okay? okay. Yes. <laughs> Katie got so excited. She I'm smacked her microphone. 
All right. There's a swish of the tail. Uh, so they say, first off, I need to say that I think that this is bad writing from JKR. I mean, the idea is fine, but I find it very hard to believe. In fact, I find it impossible to believe that in the previous four years, neither Harry or Ron had thought they might like to tell Hermione something and attempt to go up to her dorm room. I agree. The fact one of them only tried it in fifth year and found out about the protection the girls' dorms have feels very unrealistic to me, as it is a scene that probably should have happened in the first book. I agree. Um, now, leaving that aside for the moment, what do you all think of the actual rule itself, where boys can't go to the girls' dorm rooms, but the girls can go to the boys' dorm rooms? Do you feel it's a sexist rule, pretty much stating that boys can't be trusted, but girls can be? Do you feel like yeah. the rule makes sense as boys can't be trusted, or do you think it should be a rule for both sexes, so the same thing should be applied to the boys' staircase? staircase, so the girls can't go up there either? I don't, also, I don't, like, why, why have it? Right. Like if, if the they're gonna, they're they're there are other places. Yeah, room of requirement. <laughs> it's a heavy heavy place themed for this book. Well, actually, there, you have a whole darn common room. You know what mm. I mean? There's hallways. There's secret yeah, passages. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess like wrong. the fact that Hermione is like their best friend yeah. though is why it seems unrealistic that this wouldn't have happened until now and the fact that no other boy in their year would have tried and talked about it to them yeah that's what's so weird like why add you, it is it funny you know what i mean i was guess it supposed to be funny but that's the thing that is i wonder because like, like the, the who comes just reminding the one that comes down and she's like they all know what like, year you would think that like what year is this written what year does she write this i don't know mm. I just want to know. Maybe it makes sense. Because maybe it correlates with like something personal in her life and that's why it like triggered her to be like I'm going to make this rule. Let me just I say know, but I know by the time this came out, she was already divorced. People 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 have reasons for why that they do things. Does it come off good all the time? No. But sometimes things are done out of fear. Mhm. I've talked about this before. But you know it's like I just wonder why it was added. I kind of feel I, like it was supposed to be like Hogwarts is old fashioned. This was the rule, blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to be a, a ha ha moment. But then like when you really think about it. And, and if you do think like not, even 20 years ago, they don't, I don't think they were like, didn't think about things like we do now. We like, do have to I, think that these are books of the time. Yeah. But, like, would they have thought that this was, like, sexist back then? I bet you some people would. Maybe not as much as, like, we do More now. More progressive like, thinking just, people, yeah. Yeah. Like, if yeah. if you're going to have it, it should go both ways. Because it's just stupid. Saying, like, oh, only teenage boys are, like, wanting Untrustworthy. to do it. Yeah. Like, it's not always true. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times in history, aren't women mostly blamed for these things? For things that they have done? so stupid do you know what i'm saying yeah in all honesty i don't know if i would have even made this sort of connection had i not literally just read her new post yesterday yeah on her website you know like i don't know if i would have been like oh is this triggered because of abuse for some reason and she like doesn't trust men because i think that really that's a lot of the basis of her issues is that she doesn't trust men so I just wonder if that is rooted somewhere in her reasoning for like coming up with this. Two fourth year girls come sliding down asking who tried to go up and they were kind of like 
laughing about it. Well, they went down a slide, right? right. It's like that kind of a thing, like... Yeah, like, oh, who did play, it? Playmate! Come yeah. out and play with and me. Like, <laughs> That's all who, I can think of right now for the I just slide. don't think, like, who came down? Wasn't it, like, Hermione? Like Hermione think, does right after them. And so, like, you would think that... They, they would have taught yeah. that. Like it's, I know, it like, would be old news by fifth like, year. Or like, oh, did girls of, just come down a slide? Or like any of the boys, um, or any of the Weasleys would have said something. You know what I mean? And I don't know. And then there's there's some people like in fan fiction that write that like Gryffindors are the only ones that like do this. I don't know if that's true because we don't we don't get to really see anyone else's common rooms and yeah, like whether it's or only not a Gryffindor thing. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. So Hermione comes down after them and she is like, it's an old fashioned rule, but it says in Hogwarts history that the founders thought boys were less trustworthy than girls. Anyway, why were you trying to get in there? Don't care for that statement. Agreed. Um, So they took her over to the board and as she is reading it, her expression turns stony. Um, Because I think that she knows that it's impossible that somebody that signed that paper blabbed so she's trying to figure out how did we get found out in another way um do you think like the parchment like when marietta snitches do you think the parchment like her name on it changes i bet you there's some yeah there's something like what if it like next it's like she's a big old sneak burns off it could like the tapestry's faces, but I think they do that to the face. I don't think the tapestry does it themselves. Yeah, I think that Sirius's mom did that. Do you think she did it with a lighter? I think she was super serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just really needed a blackened spot on the wall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so her because they're like so Hermione like who, like somebody could have just blabbed. They're like explaining this to her, and she's like, no. Like, nobody could have because I jinxed the parchment that everybody signed. Um, and she and they were like, how? Like, what are you talking about? And she says, put it this way. It'll make Eloise Midgen's acne look like a couple of cute freckles. Which, let me tell you, Hermione is like savage sometimes. And I. This could be why she'd be placed in Slytherin. Yeah. This I mean, is a Slytherin move. Um, if we tallied up her moments she's kind of she's, she's a good contender yeah. for the she's snake a good house. contender you could have been a contender <laughs> you're in danger little <laughs> hermione um so i the wiki has a little bit about the jinx um it was used by hermione in 1995 as a safeguard against traitors within dumbledore's army hermione placed it on a piece of parchment signed by all da members so that if any of them betrayed the group boils would form on their face across their cheeks and nose forming the word sneak and they scar fyi um so <laughs> Although Hermione placed the jinx onto the apartment, she neglected to tell the what parchment apartment. <laughs> she neglected to tell anyone about it at the time of the signing. She simply told them that if they sign, they're agreeing not to tell. Um, and a lot of people are basically like guessing that the successfulness of it would have gone down potentially if people knew. Because I they they would have figured out if there were any loopholes potentially, or I don't know, maybe it wouldn't work if like I told you and you told somebody 
bigger that uh, with more power like i told somebody else and they went to umbridge like would it still come across my face or something like that so this way if they don't know they'll find out who snitched basically um so i <laughs> when marietta betrays the da to dolores umbridge this is precisely what ends up happening to her the boils on her face um, and she is so humiliated that she would not show her face for almost a year. And when Umbridge claimed she could not remove the jinx, Harry felt a surge of pride in Hermione's jinxing abilities. Um, there's also people also believe Hermione created this, that it was probably a combination of a couple things that she put together. Um, this is on our good old friend website, Cora. So... Hermione doesn't want anyone to snitch, but if someone does, the point is to identify them and punish them. Think about Pettigrew. They knew there was a traitor in the order, but nobody knew who. And if someone betrayed them, he, she would not be able to continue attending the meetings and continue their betrayal. As unidentified, an unidentified traitor would be able to pretend surprise and dismay when the DA is disbanded. Instead, everyone knows who is to blame now. And I think that she probably... She probably came up with this idea because she didn't want a Peter situation. She I mean, she watched that play out. She literally saw yeah. it firsthand. And yeah. I'm sure she was like, this is the second war. This is that's what happened in the first war. I need to make sure that that doesn't happen to yeah. us. Like end game. We can't have a Peter. <laughs> to Sarah. She no likes Peters Peter. allowed. I know. Oh, yeah. Only Peter Pettigrews. No Peter Pettigrews allowed. So, um, knowing about the jinx could potentially decrease its effectiveness. What if there's a counter jinx? What if there's a loophole? I'm not sure if the jinx was also intended to scare them into not revealing even more information, but it certainly worked out that way. Maybe it was just a bonus. So, I just liked that discussion about it. Yeah. Um, also, Marietta's situation was not any more difficult than anyone else's. This is kind of like justifying a little bit of Hermione's curse, which in all honesty, I agree with it just because this is bigger than just a club. It's it's a severe, important yes. situation. Like, like it's a fine line, but at the end of the day, whenever you're going through something like this, like this is literally a war. And I know that like the kids, the kids at this time. She quoted that. Kids, I did. My, I you cannot see her hands. <laughs> I air quoted kids. But like they don't maybe see this as a full blown war yet. But I think that Harry, Ron and Hermione out of anybody definitely do so they're taking this a lot more seriously than maybe some of the others are yeah and that's why i kind of view hermione's hermione's take on this as correct just because like it is a lot more serious than some of the other people who are in there are realizing mm. but it's also <sighs> sneaky but i think that like the fact that it's still i know but i <laughs> i just don't like the fact that like she still has the scars on her face the next year. Yeah. Like that's messed up in my opinion. I don't think that's right. Don't be a snitch. Snitch is She's trying to save her family. Like it's not like she's just well, doing it to be mean. Go ahead, Tiffany. Speaking as a Gryffindor, I hold doing the right thing and trust 
in such high regard. Like that to me, if I can't trust you, we literally have nothing. If I can't trust you, we have nothing. I have nothing. I will not be open <laughs> with you. No, honestly, like no, I get it. Trust is absolutely everything. Loyalty is absolutely everything. No, I like so I get it. That's so I get it. That's a Slytherin thing too. Like I also get it. I get I, it. And I and I think like at the end of the day, Hermione is protecting. She's herself, protecting her own. Harry, you know what I mean? Ron, yes, yeah. but she's very, protecting But it's very much a Hufflepuff thing. Be loyal. But they wouldn't do it this way. <laughs> Kate, what? <laughs> what say you, Kate? Katie would be like, yeah. it's okay you outed me, but don't come but back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is like the the whole like there's like there people in ethics talk about this all the time where it's do the means justify the ends or does the end justify the means? And I, there's gonna be we have four people sitting at this table. Give me we, your peppers. I just I I you think it's too harsh. I and here's the thing. I'm known as like someone that's not that nice of a person, but I really <laughs> you look at me. Am I are you, am I wrong? People think I mean, but I think it's because I'm just brutally honest and they can't handle me. People think I'm mean, too. It's um, I, I just it like, makes me, I, I, it your, makes your me delivery. It's like, just your delivery. <laughs> My Uber well, rating is super she, low because of my delivery. She means well kidding. behind her delivery. Let's be honest. It sucks. Um, but I, I'm the type of person that would, in a situation like this, like I would rather have the fallback on me and like I'm the one getting hurt rather than like other people. Like that's yeah. just my personality. Um, and I don't, I don't like the thought of her, even if they're doing something. I mean, is it wrong that she spoke? Yes. But at the same time, like Megan's saying what Hermione is doing, where she is just trying to make sure that her group, her people are safe. That's exactly what Marietta is doing because her mom's job is, what is, is she, a claw? in jeopardy. She's yes. A claw? Let me. Okay. So I'm going to go on about Marietta here for a second because God, we're going to have this conversation again later on too. Yeah. Marietta's situation was not any more difficult than anyone else's such as like, Susan Bones, mm. Ron, mm. a lot show like uh, like a lot of people yes. in the DA. The, so what if Marietta? So what if Marietta's mother worked at the ministry? That's no excuse. Susan Bones had an aunt who worked in the ministry. Ron Weasley's father worked there too, and all of the Weasley children who were students were loyal DA members. What makes Marietta's situation any different or worse? Nothing. Well, Cho, we don't know that. I'm gonna get well. Up. Hold on. Show clearly. <laughs> what states, are you reading? By the way, I'm sorry. This is I still it. Cora. 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 Uh, Cho clearly states that Marietta didn't want to be there, but it's not like Marietta had to go even if her mm. friend wanted her there. Mm. She could have refused. Yes. Contrary, just because she signed the paper doesn't mean she needs to show up. Mm. Contrary to stereotypes, a girl can even go to the restroom by herself. Okay, well, that's I don't annoying, like, yes. but whatever. The fact that Marietta didn't believe Harry doesn't make her betrayal acceptable. Seamus didn't believe Harry until after the article came out, and then he joined the DA too. His mother was rather anti Potter that year, so he certainly faced pressure as well. I have a couple more points and then you can talk. Hold on. You know, Mar you know, this is 
isn't Megan, right? <laughs> no, but that person is Don't yell at her. I don't care when people are like, Easier. oh, girls can go to the bathroom by themselves. Well, no, that line was stupid. I should have skipped it. But I, the other stuff I like. Marietta was not threatened is the next point. It's ridiculous to make up some non-existent threat for Marietta, but ignore the very real threat facing the DA We have members. no idea, though, do we? There is nothing to indicate that Marietta was threatened by anyone, even Umbridge. The only evidence we have indicates just the opposite, that Marietta was the one who sought out Umbridge. Her mm. mother worked at the ministry, and perhaps that caused Marietta to feel pressured, but there was no threat. Next point, Marietta's actions were not harmless. Marietta behaved like Peter Pettigrew. The Ooh. only difference is the scale. She chose herself over others. Perhaps the students would just get detention, but we know what detention with Umbridge is like. Mm, the DA were no longer able to hold meetings and practice defense. Blame goes to Marietta. They could have been expelled. Harry was almost expelled himself saved by Dumbledore. In saving Harry, Dumbledore lost his place as headmaster. His imposing presence at least deterred Umbridge slightly, but the school was left vulnerable. The last person to get Dumbledore kicked out of Hogwarts was Lucius Malfoy. Little Marietta Edgecombe is in exalted company. With Umbridge in charge, everything goes to chaos. This can't all be blamed on the Weasley twins and the DA members. Umbridge's inquisitorial squad are now able to run free. The point system has lost any credibility. Umbridge even tries to cast the Cruciatus curse on Harry. Some of the blame goes to Marietta. Mm. Actions have consequences. She stepped on a big old butterfly. Yeah. Whoa. Next point, Marietta chose what was easy over what was right. Whoa! But we don't know. We have no idea what her home situation is like. But we have no there's idea. There's no proof that, that there's there no, anything. But that doesn't mean anything. But because in we don't the, see it. We're around it her. No, no, no. Here's my thing. We see her what the Weasleys go the ministry. through. Big freaking whoop. We don't you know. Don't, what we it, don't know her though. As a person. We have no idea what she was actually going through. And for saying like she only went to be with. Uh, Cho, she's doing her friend a favor. How many times have you gone somewhere that you know you're, you, well, one, like, you know, you don't want to go, but you're doing it as a favor to your friend, or you're asking your friend to come with you and they don't want to go, but they're doing it because they're your friend. So I think that's, then yeah. don't sign the paper. She could be one of these people that is also brainwashed into thinking that she's doing the right thing by the government that she trusts by going to a government she official. She should have a little chit chat with her friend Cho, <laughs> whose boyfriend was murdered by Voldemort. Chit chats. But Cho. honestly, Cho. do we Cho. know how much <laughs> Cho is with it? Honestly, but here's my thing: we have no idea what her home situation is like. We have no idea what if she only has her mom, and maybe she has other siblings, and they're poorer than the Weasleys, and they need her. They her mom needs that job you know what i mean but again there's no proof that her job was ever in jeopardy so there's no proof that it wasn't that's true i just think i just think that people are too harsh on her and i think that her getting a punishment like that is not justified well, let me just not opinion. let me just say it's let me just a permanent say. scar i'm just well, saying it's there the next snake. year <laughs> snake <laughs> snakes get snuck you know what i mean <laughs> Katie, Katie just I'm just not. Me. I'm just not about stuff like that. No, I mean it's not in my personality. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's justified in any. I see both sides of this coin. I just don't. I'm not. I'm not for it. As for me and my house, we don't say words. 
So a couple other things really quick before I finish this. But it says Marietta made a choice to betray the others. Betrayal is a theme in the series, too, showing that the danger isn't always from Death Eaters or Slytherins, but even from the people who you believe are on your side. So it was like a good metaphor almost that this happened for Harry to see that people who signed a paper saying they were on his side still betrayed him. Um, Marietta didn't have less options than Cho or Harry or Hermione or Ron. She had the same choices as everyone else. How many students were in the DA? We know of 29. Only so Marietta. 20. 28? I thought you said it was 28. Could be 28. I'm sorry. I don't know. This is what no, they wrote. Only Marietta betrayed the group. Nobody else did. Uh, and 21 of these students that are in the DA are younger than Marietta. So. Could Veritaserum have played any kind of part in this? It is th- that's supposedly a movieism. But Cho was because the in the Umbridge, movie. yes, but because the difference between the movie though is that Umbridge was seeking out people to get information, but in the book, Marietta seeks out Umbridge Got to it. give information. You know what I? Th- you know what I think? I think that she was probably just thinking that she was doing the right thing. She's a sad, strange little girl. Well, people, and you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs> I just let's I just, just call this know. episode Toy Story. <laughs> uh, and you wonder why I, I split like, chapters. You can't, I know, you I can't know. just say that she's like a horrible person. She didn't do the right thing. I don't think but she's maybe a horrible she had good person. intentions. But like, I don't we've think said, she's a horrible person. But I think she deserved what she got. Is I, what I'm I think, saying. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't say it like that. Like, I'm not. Slurring. That makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't like that at all. She just had sneak on her face because she's a sneak. I think it needs to be there for a certain amount of time, but not permanent. But it's not permanent. So it says permanent scarring is common throughout the series. Harry's famous scar was caused by the killing curse. It's a mark of survival. Ron Weasley is scarred by brains in the Department of Mystery. Department of Mysteries. Bill Weasley's face is hideously scarred by Fenrir Greyback. Hermione Granger is scarred by Bellatrix Lestrange. Marietta's scars are nowhere near the worst, neither by appearance nor harm caused. Instead, her few scars are shameful because it's the mark of a traitor. Ron's scar was a mark of his bravery and loyalty. Hermione's is because she refused to abandon Harry and faced a dangerous witch who tortured her. We never get any indication that Marietta is sorry for what she's done. She certainly regrets what her betrayal brought on her, but she doesn't show any remorse for betraying the DA. I was first. It's fine. In fact, it's Cho Chang who approaches Harry about it and apologizes while also excusing Marietta. Notice Cho fought in the Battle of Hogwarts, but Marietta did not. That says a lot as well. For me, we don't at least. see anybody except for her and one other person. Sorry, go on. Um, in the Discord, ooh, it went away. never thought it would be pro. I did think the Scarlet Letter. You never, I didn't ever know it was gonna be pro Marietta. Not saying I am, but I think on. I think you're pro not so severe and forgiveness. I don't, yeah, because I, I think, think that's, that's rough. what you're pro. Is it possible? Sorry, M Shep, M Shep. Is it possible Hermione overdid it? Like the curse was stronger than she actually intended. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no one all counts. I will say this. We have no idea think, what she was thinking. I think though. Hermione she knows what Marietta. she's doing. Yeah, I think Hermione had every intention she meant to. And she it turned out exactly how she wanted it to. I, I will just say this about saying how Marietta feels. We have no idea because 
Harry only sees her for a blink of an eye at the beginning of the sixth book when they're on the train. So like he's not in her company. So we have no idea if she actually regrets it. We don't know. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like we can't just say she doesn't because that we don't know. I feel like if she regretted it, she would apologize. No, yeah, but not, not everyone not is everybody that. Everybody does that. Yes. though. that's hard to do. Apologizing is a really hard thing for a lot of people to do. Um, and especially if she regrets what she did and knows like what could have happened. No, I mean I literally see both sides of this coin. I know we're going to talk about it again, but like I see, I mean basically I can't make any kind of decision because I don't have enough information. Um, all I all I can all I know is that if it was me, I would have kept my lips sealed. I like what Vinny says. He goes, also saying her scars are minor is easy to say when it is not your skin. Also, it's not like it's somewhere that's easily hidden. It's right on her face. That was the The first thing you see. It was the point. I understand that. But like, that's not a minor scar. That's massive. And she's only a kid. Like she's 16 years old, probably here. If she's the same age as Cho. So like, Mm -hmm. that's rough. Yeah. especially in an age where like you already hate you a lot of kids already don't like themselves they already hate the skin that they're in and now she has something to remind her every day of what she did it's just terrible all right that Woo. was <laughs> megan shrugs her shoulder whatever i just i just don't feel bad for her i don't know and you're entitled maybe to that feel says that, that i'm a bad person but i don't feel bad for no her. it says that you value loyalty above all else i guess like i just get it like i get why i I get i get what you get yeah no and 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 i get what you get and i I get what she gets and i'm an empath and like (laughs) like the like the scar issue like sure it's easy to say that it's minor when it's not on my face but like also like you get scars for reasons and like it could be something not that's your fault such as harry or it could be something like ron where like it was his fault that he got the hit that scar because he decided to go into battle and he followed harry and did these things and he ended up getting those scars but like they were for reasons that were bravery and chivalrous and marietta made a decision and she got a scar too and it was for not good reasons and your choices i mean I'm not saying that but she deserves having a scar, but like here's she my made thing. a choice and like she paid for her choice. choice but here's the thing. If she's yeah. 16 years old and this is a permanent scar and she made a choice that at the time she might have thought, thought was the right one. Permanent. But I don't know if it is permanent. We see, the only next time we see her, she's still on her face. So it's months later and it's still on her face is what I'm saying. Because oh, okay. he sees her on the train and it's still there. Oh, so if she potentially has this for the rest of her life and she made what in hindsight was a not great decision, she now has to live with that for the rest of her life. And she was only 16. You know what I'm saying? So like you could say that about absolutely. That's what I'm saying though. So like now she has to live with that permanent thing across her face that she has to look at every day. Like that's, I, I won't get into it, but I don't know. I just think it's terrible. And I like that Vinny, what does he say? Hold on. I lost it. No crime are worthy of scars. Cause like really like she just, if we go on that route of like, she just thought what she was doing was right. I do. I do think that's what she did that for. Not saying I would personally do it, but I do think that she thought that she was doing the right thing. Jeez. Probably. Y'all sweating or what? 
I don't think at any age it's a, it, is it okay to deserve a scar? I don't think you deserve, like, I don't know. Did I say she deserve? Just, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, no. you know, at 16. I was 16, like, I didn't mean deserve. At 16, <laughs> you know, she's just, you're not always the same person you are for the rest of your life. Well, and we also have to think that Harry Potter and his friends are absolutely 100% different. They have to grow percent. up faster than the other children do. But I also feel like that almost is why... Like this was a thing. It's you know so what I mean? it's so severe because Hermione knows, knows. the severity. Like, of she the situation. knows the consequences. She knows the situation, and she knows like the severity of if this gets out, we're royally screwed. So you have to think about this in the sense that Hermione's thinking. She knows that this is war. Now you think about war, and you think about someone right. who's a traitor. Now, how does that? make you feel here's my thing and though. that was Hermione's thought process exactly she also needs to think that she's still a kid as much as yes they have to go to war would any of the other members of the of the um order of the phoenix have done something like this yes I don't know if I agree with that I also oh I think I, there's the just order things would that, have there's just things that she has done that I just don't care for that's fine I also I think, think that I also think that Hermione Poor Katie. Hermione doesn't. Katie, act. do you do you, do you have an opinion? Yeah, on this do you, yeah. Can you talk a little bit? I want to know what you think. I think you need to be held accountable for your actions, but I don't know. I don't know. I think you would think that sneak across your face for a week would be preferable. I think that would be okay. Like you got embarrassed, <laughs> you did wrong, you got to face people it's for a week like with that. Everybody knows. Shaming. Yeah, but I think it needs to go away after that. I don't know. Because loyalty is very important to me as well. Mm -hmm. And if you sign something, you you shouldn't have signed it if you weren't ready to sign up for whatever. You you didn't want to be there. That's fine. You can leave. But there's also peer pressure. There's a lot of moving cogs and wheels Mm -hmm. and all of that to this. I mean, and and there is throughout this whole entire story. You know what I mean? I just think that sometimes people sometimes people forget where Hermione's head is. Like, I know that she's only 15 or 16. She's 16 at this point. Like, but like she's only 16, but that is definitely not where her head is at. But like, here's the thing. Like, who is she to judge the people that like she's judging jury? But like to her in her mind, like this, this club air quote club, because it's way more than that is literally like life and death. Like, it's not just a club. This is this is her, Harry, and Ron's life or death. The DA does and show up in else, the Battle of Hogwarts. Right. And, like, nobody else at this moment in time gets that. So, like, it was a little bit over the top just because she, her, those three are the only ones that truly grasp the fact that this is life or death. Had you know the, what I mean? Now, now, what would you think had this been year seven, Caros are there, Snape's headmaster... Do you think this was a little over the top for five? But I, y- yes. Okay. But, but I think that Hermione's mind is already at seven. She knows what's coming. Exactly. And like that is her thought process. It's not saying a 15 year old deserves this or whatever, you know, it's just that Hermione's headspace 
is already at seventh year Battle of Hogwarts. This is going to happen. We need to be prepared. Anyone that goes against us should be noted and watched or, you know, guarded against. Because if they're not, if they're with, if they're not with us, they're against us. There's no in between in Hermione's mind. I'm not saying that that's true. I think because of course there's always an in between. I think at this point, Hermione just needs to give people at this point in time, a little bit of grace because there's not a lot of people that are agreeing with Harry and they're on I his agree. side I agree. and they're thinking what the ministry, what my, the person in charge with the guy who's in charge, the minister of magic is telling me all these things. And I've always been taught to listen to the person in charge and they're telling me all these things. And they're telling me that Dumbledore and Harry are wrong and don't listen to them and they're crazy. So now they're trying to think like, okay, so am I going to listen to whom I've always been taught? So say this is Mary. I've been taught for 16, however many years she's been alive that, that, that's who I put, should put my trust in or should I be all of a sudden trusting this kid who's saying Voldemort is back and I think at this point in time in this year Hermione just needs to give some grace to the people that don't know yet if it was now, Hogwarts it was seven, and seven yeah it would be a know. completely different story so you would change your mind um, about the severity uh, of this it de- I think it uh, you're gonna kill me I think it depends on the whole situation so if it was if if she was forced to tell I situation still is the same as in seven but she we don't, decides the thing, we don't the know totally. she decided to go to Umbridge and say this that is what that Girls is what we're there. told Voldemort's so out and proud if she <laughs> if she if she was believing in the still ministry yes. at that time yes. then no because then you know it's corrupt. You've seen it. You know Voldemort is back. Okay. So you're given all the information. That's all in I seven. wanted from you. That's all I wanted. So I know where your head's at. So I know. really, I get it. We agree to agree. disagree. Well, on no, I, I still mean, think the term. punishment in fifth year is no, no, too no, harsh, but, but not I'm, in seven. No, no, no. But I, I get that. But I what still I'm, don't like it. I'll just be honest. You don't have to like it, but do you think it? It's whatever. What are you saying? Justifiable. She's shrugging her shoulders. I don't, you can't see her. It's hard, isn't it? I'm just not that kind of person. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't do it, so I can't. Got it. I can't let someone else, be, like, say it's okay that someone else is doing it. I think at the what end of the day, our heads are. Someone? It just probably would do it really sneakily. Not sneakily, but, like, if, if <laughs> say, like, the parchment. <laughs> no, if, like, the parchment, like, told me who it was, like, I would um, deal with it. Not, like, in a bad way, but, like. Now I know because I'm that type of person where like in a situation I like to watch and observe and like figure out like and like I'm really good at like um, reading people I like to think. So like if I figured out it was her and like knew for sure from like a little parchment thing, maybe I would start feeding her information that was incorrect. You know what I mean? Like I you wouldn't be so. No, that's just not my M.O. All right. That's fine. I feel like as someone that's going to hopefully one day be a nurse, you take an oath that you're not going to harm people. And so I can't. I can't do it. Can't sing no more sad songs. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I, think I don't I know. Guess that's just I, me. That's I guess I just. Me. Let's do this and wrap on this subject. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say that I think that I like I don't want people. I don't oh, want people to I, think. No. <laughs> No, I we just had a great I don't, idea. I don't oh. want people to think that, like, as a 15-year-old, somebody deserves this. What I'm saying is that I think I understand where Hermione's head is and why she decided to do what she did. That's fine. And, like, it's difficult because the three of them are held on such a higher pedestal 
not just by their peers, but by their elders, too. Like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, Dumbledore knows what their path is at this point. He knows he knows what needs to happen. He knows not all of how it's going to happen, but he's gathering information on how it's going to happen. And I think that Hermione is just incredibly intuitive. Is that the right word? Sure. She's just incredibly intuitive to what needs to be done and where this is headed and what is going to be. And in her mind, this is a way bigger deal for all the right reasons, but nobody else is going to understand that right now. Right. And I, and I think that um, it's a fine line because it is like Hermione sees it in the right way because it is going to be a big deal. She knows that it's going to be a big deal, but um, it's just that nobody else sees or understands it because they a don't know all the information B have literally just heard Harry confirm this within the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And like, they're probably still wrapping their head around the whole idea. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I really do. Well, what I would have done here we go. Would have them sign with like a special, like put a spell on the quill and obviously the parchment or whatever. So then like once I get it back, I would be able to tell like maybe it would change colors if this person was not fully ready to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like mm. this person's suspect. Don't let them into your secret club. You wishy-washy. Yeah. It's mm. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Harry should have kicked her out of the hogshead the first time she made a face at him. <laughs> I think I that, wish you could have seen the look on your face. You're like, this is what he should have done. Honestly, I've given her the, Harry, the, the first time she gave him that look, that. she should have left. You don't want to be here. He wouldn't have done that because he wants to have you. a good in with Cho. Yeah. Yeah, but who cares? Wow. <laughs> I mean, a 15-year-old boy that wants to snog some girl, he cares. Gosh. Y'all went on one date. It's not that deep. I know. They're like, we were dating. One, you weren't. One, you, you, you went on date. one date. You date. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Marietta Edgecombe and Zachariah Smith would have never walked in to a DA meeting if I had anything to say about it. Yeah. Samesies. I would have been like, uh, they're suspect. I can tell from the meeting. Goodbye. Yeah. Not worthy of our time. Correct. They're done. But. And that's also kind of a thing with Hermione, though, is like, while she can be savage, she also does tend to uh, gloss over people's faults, like think Lockhart. <laughs> like, um, or she could just be really mean judgment, like Luna. Yeah, her judgment is slightly mm. off at times. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't nice to Luna. So, um, yeah, that's my So, part. Marietta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry. We're still friends. We are. It's not yeah. often, awesome, Marietta. No. It's not often, though, that we disagree heatedly on a whole lot of things. Heatedly. Yeah. You we're, know what I mean? Heatedly disagreeing? I think that you were. 
<laughs> I just think it's wrong. You, I'm just going to put it out there. You I are, think her putting umbridge in a jar is you. wrong. We heard you mean Rita. Rita. Oh. Rita. Whoever. She's putting someone in a jar. Whoever I think it's wrong. Yeah, no. Oh, no. I think I'm a her in that jar. Put her in that jar. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't, regardless of how horrible she is, does not make it right. Also, what's his face turning what's his face into a, a ferret? Not right. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that. Everybody probably already thinks I'm a horrible person, so it's whatever. No. <laughs> you have true. You have things you value. Halfway through. All right, King. Go <laughs> we are only, it's been an hour and a half. Y'all wonder why I split these trips? Just saying. My sex Wait, is not Katie, nearly as exciting. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> My sex is not nearly as uh, riveting Hold on, as so Marietta. what are your thoughts on Marietta? Yeah, you, yeah you actually really didn't say much. I w- there was no room to speak. <laughs> you there was always lots of yelling have... going on Listen, and screaming you... and hands being thrown up in the air. That's At the end of the day, we want to know, are you with Megan or are you with Sarah? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, who I'm am I with? with? I'm with You're Katie. With no, she's with both of us. She said she sees both sides of the coin. You don't, no, you got to choose. Check on your empath friends. Me, me or Megan, who you with? I won't be offended. You got to answer. You got to answer. I won't come back. You can't because she is her own person. She can be Tiffany. (gasps) No, it's Megan or Sarah. Oh, my God. You got to find someone else to watch your kid. Guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm a little snaky right now. Do what you say you're going to do. I got to trust you. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Katie, who you with? Myself. <laughs> I can't pick. True can't is pick. true, Kate. I can't ever pick because I see both sides. Ever the freaking Hufflepuff. And Libra. It's a really terrible oh, com- my God, combination. So true. Oh, my God. Katie. Sometimes I wish that. Blue or green. Blue or green. Yellow for life. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> Sometimes Katie's Libra-ness, man. I just want to kick it out of here. Imagine that in my brain. I know. You know how hard it is? I know. It's hard. You, you gotta pick though. I can't pick. You gotta. I can't. I will say, to make green, you have to have yellow, and that's more yellow. Oh, so you guys, my God. y'all are also you married, also need so. you also need blue, but I'm not part of Megan, so I'm and not I didn't part of Megan. Yeah, her section is green. I'm right in the middle. I don't think it needs to say Second yeah. Should have been done, and I don't think it should have been. I think it's wrong. I think it's yeah, right in you- the middle. I think you're more Megan and that's okay. No, but I, but Katie, you did say, I think that it should have happened, but just not for that long. Exactly. You did say that. the middle. So, so you're, you're no. Megan. So that's you. not really the middle. Yeah. That's like three quarters that way. One <laughs> right. quarter with me. I get one pie I'm, piece. I'm nine and she three quarters seven. over here. Is <laughs> <laughs> that acceptable? Oh, Can I do my uh, section? Everything's fine. <laughs> Marietta, do you think she was forced? Do you think her mom had no money? Right. Before I go on to my section, I got to give a shout out to our Discord people because they played (laughs) us real good. (laughs) Jokes Uh, on all of us. All of the things that I said, Brandon said, Brandon said, was not Brandon. (laughs) I don't know who Brandon is, but he probably goes by Eric Munch. Depends, it depends on how he's feeling that day. Some days he's Brandon, some days he's Eric. Yep. Oh my <laughs> goodness. That is hilarious. Oh my god. That was so good. I love all of you. Okay. <laughs> he's been so absent funny. for a large part of the pod. <laughs> That's even better. Feels so good. When he listens to this, he's going to be like, I said that? I know. No, you <laughs> didn't say any of the things that I said you said. So fair. Oh, it's so, so good. So funny. 
That's so good. Oh, <laughs> Should God. we name this episode Brandon? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, look, now he changed his name to be nice to us. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. Brandon's getting an episode named after him. <laughs> You've ne- we've never done that before. So 148 episodes later, congratulations. Congrats. You turd. <laughs> <laughs> The flight Brandon. of the seven Brandons. Oh. <laughs> Discord, y'all are the bomb.com. Yes. Oh, little rascals. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So as soon as the trio got to the Great Hall, super obvious that nobody likes Marietta. I'm just kidding. It was obvious that the Gryffindor common room wasn't the only common room that had this posted thing um, in their common room. So there was extra chatter. There's people scurrying around at the house tables. They're talking about what they had read. And immediately, Neville, Dean, Fred, George, and Ginny... What? What is wrong with you? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> what? We're halfway there. Whoa. A kitten on a chair. Lemon on a pear. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I need to not be allowed to be outside my house. Discord has broken you. <laughs> Um, it, immediately those guys come swooping down in the trio and they're like, did you see it? Does she know? What are we going to do? And Harry's like, well, we're going to do it anyway, of course. Yes. And George is stoked. And Fred's like, mm, even the prefix are going to be joining, which <laughs> yes, they are. Because whose idea was this? Hermione's like the number one prefect ever. Besides Remus. So then. You're not wrong. Right. Here comes Ernie Mac. <laughs> I'm Hannah. The Ravenclaws from the meeting <laughs> and Zach Smith. They're all coming over. I wonder, like, can we get paid for like promoting puffs? Every way? time you go, <laughs> they're probably like, no, give us 20 bucks. Right? <laughs> they're all starting to come over and Ron's like, well, none of them look spotty. And Hermione is super alarmed. And she says, the idiots can't come over here now. It'll look really suspicious. So she, like, mouths at them, like, sit down. We'll talk later. We can't just have all these people bum-rushing us over here. Um, And Ginny runs (laughs) off to tell Michael. Does she say bum-rushing? Yes. Okay. I love your notes. What is (laughs) You know what I was getting at. (laughs) And Angelina comes hurrying towards Harry and Ron because... Quidditch is also involved in Umbridge's new rule. So they literally have to go and ask permission to reform the Gryffindor team, which is Can we talk about that's Bob's shorts. Well, here, let's talk about the fact that she immediately says Slytherin, you can have your team back. But, like, then she, like, I feel like takes her time to think about all the other ones. If, let's be honest, if Slytherin team is the only team left allowed to play Quidditch, who no one's going to want to watch the games because it's them playing play? against. Exactly. <clears throat> They're going to do like little scrimmagers. Not scrimmagers. <laughs> Scrimmager. Welcome to seven. Like scrimmages <laughs> against each other is stupid. You have to have other teams to well, have. Not only that, but like as a school, if one house gets a Quidditch team, they all get a Quidditch team. Right. You would think she's not a very fair person. Now, is she? Well. No, I think she's great. Get out. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, So Angelie is on the verge of tears. 
She's Think truly upset. What? What? Well, Dude, no, she's Oliver 2.0. Okay. But like, yeah. Think about that. Like when you're in high school and like, say you truly like she does she go on to play professional footage? I have no Sarah, clue. how sad oh. would we have been? If business club got canceled. <laughs> hey, we got free McDonald's the one time and we got free cookies all the time. All the time so. you guys got free cookies. But like, you know, if this is something that they want to go on and do, like this is her passion, like that was Oliver's passion. You know what I mean? He went on to play professional Quidditch. So like to find out that like the thing that you love most and like maybe that's the place where she goes to blow off Oliver's team. Like now all of a sudden you have to ask to play permission and you don't know if you're going to be allowed to do it. And she's the Quidditch captain. So like it's finally like her year to like be in charge and like do something that she loves like that's gotta suck well and the fact that there's that educational decree that says that you can't fly if you're not on a team exactly which so is she garbage. can't even go and fly like Dumb. an eagle that's not but she's not a raven claw so she's not allowed eagle. we have that trademarked <laughs> <laughs> right uh. she's gonna fly like a griffin 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 into the door. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Katie talk. All right, so Angelina begs Harry, please don't lose your temper because we might not be able to play anymore. <laughs> and Ron thinks in their upcoming history of magic class that like Umbridge has to be there doing her evaluation because she hasn't been yet. Uh, but thankfully, she wasn't. So, Professor Ben's drones on as usual. He's the vacuum cleaner. NBD. <sighs> Do we know if she ever watches his class or if she's just like, well, he's already dead? <laughs> he hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> so, like, why bother? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, like, how are you going to tell him, like, you can't you dead. can't teach on here anymore. Like we're gonna hire someone alive. Be like, Are you just okay. gonna like put a big fan like they did in Puffs and blow them away? <laughs> yeah. How do you get rid of a ghost? I said that a real a ghost. How do you get rid of a ghost? I don't a think that you can. I, I mean, like they're gonna, they're gonna stay where they want. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I don't know. I don't know either. Put a basilisk on them, and they can petrify them, and then you just put them in a closet. Oh, <laughs> that's not nice. Also, Educational the decree they did number that to three. Nick. No basilisk. The okay, parts. they didn't do the that to snake Nick. Did that to Nick? Voldemort. I'm just did saying. it to Nick. Did it to Nick. Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Did it to Nick. Did I say it like yeah. Nick? Did Play it to it Nick? Back. I don't believe you. <laughs> 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 I'm very tired. Oh, where the heck was I? I don't know. Oh, so Harry's not even attempting to follow what Professor Benz is saying, which I can see being a common theme all the time. And he's doodling and he's ignoring Hermione, glaring and nudging him. Then she pokes him super hard. So he's like, what? So our little buddy Hedwig is outside the window and she has a letter for him. And he's like, why wouldn't she have just brought it to breakfast right before this class? Like, that doesn't make any sense. She had a large meal for dinner the night before and just wasn't hungry. Probably. Lots of mice. Just kidding. So Lavender, I think is, it's actually cute. She like gushes. She's like, oh, I've always thought that owl is so beautiful. Because yes, yeah, she is. Hedwig's queen. She is. So Professor Benz doesn't notice Harry get out of his seat. That's horrible. Get out of his seat. <laughs> so delayed. Because <laughs> it didn't connect with my brain. <laughs> so way too long. He gets out of his seat, crouches down, hurries to the window, Slides open the window, probably not silent, 
He also doesn't notice a bright white owl and doesn't notice Harry go back to his seat. Dude, not observant. So Harry expects her to stick out her leg like she normally would so he could get the letter off, but she kind of just like hooted kind of sadly. I want to kiss her. I know. Uh, Quote, it was only then when he's back at his desk and Hedwig's in his lap. It was only then that he realized that Hedwig's feathers were oddly ruffled. Some were bent the wrong way and she was Mm. holding one of her wings at an odd angle. Dude. It was not okay. Everybody knows that's Harry's owl. Mm -hmm. She hurt Hedwig. Mm -hmm. She hurt an animal. Oh, yeah. We already know that she's like the worst of the worst of the worst. Like. Terrible. Terrible. I. Oof. I talk about that in my section. Okay. If you don't respect, <clears throat> I mean, if you don't have respect in general, I don't respect you. But if you don't respect animals, <laughs> I no, super don't respect you. They have no you. voices for themselves. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's we awful. Have to, we have to be their their voices. We have to protect them. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I could just see her. So, I know. Harry realizes that she's hurt and he immediately, immediately is like, Professor Benz, I'm not feeling well. Um, and I just like this though, because <laughs> Professor Benz raised his eyes from his notes, looking amazed as always to find the room in front of him full of people. Like, what does he? <laughs> what does he do all day? <laughs> he teaches. Well, he's um, dead, so he doesn't do much. He just right. floats around. It's true. Goes to the walls. The coolest part of his day. <laughs> so he lets Perkins, aka Harry, go, and he hurries out of the classroom. He doesn't even care. Freaking Perkins. <clears throat> Perkins. 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 Isn't uh, there a Perkins in their class or in the book? Uh, there is a Runal Waslip. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my nickname. Um, That's my nickname. <laughs> Friends call me that. Dude, literally no wonder why nobody can stay awake in that class. If he's monotone droning, reading his notes, and that's his teaching. And yeah. He, and no. they're imprints, so you know he was like that in real time. I, guess, I mean, yeah. So Harry and Hedwig, they take their leave. He puts Hedwig on his shoulder, and they had to find Professor Grubbly Plank um, because Hagrid would have been his first choice. If you as, hadn't remembered, <laughs> as we, he's not as we already yet. know, Harry ha- Harry has not seen him the entire book. So Harry looks out the window to see um, whether or not she's like teaching. Sees that she's not teaching because he's looking at the hut of Hagrid, <laughs> <laughs> and Hagrid therefore. The she is most likely in the staff room. So then he goes to the staff room. And so it says like there are two stone gargoyles that flanked the staff room. And one of them tells Harry that he should have been in class. And he's like, well, I have an issue that's urgent. And then they like said some of the stuff, whatever. So he knocks on the door because he's ignoring them. McGonagall opens it and she sees him. And then she's at first thinking like, please tell me you're here, not here because you got another detention. And he hasn't. He's like, I haven't. Huzzah for him. Not for Hedwig, though, because uh, she's hurt. So Harry's looking for for, for Professor Grubbly Plank because um, his owl is injured, he tells her. And so I wanted to talk about gargoyles. Remember when your mom told me that <laughs> your dad liked gargoyles? And I asked him, I said, so I hear you like gargoyles and gnomes. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I didn't know what to say. I was like, okay. Well, like, does he like them or does he just think they're like, cool. I don't know. She's an insane person. <laughs> um, So I like Googled gargoyles because really my only super experience with them is the show. Um, Because I was like, 
So I was like, I think gargoyles. My mom was like, gargoyles are demonic. I go, actually, they're not. They're there to protect you. Um, if you watch the show, which is very good, and it's now on Disney Plus, um, <laughs> they're there to like protect their homeland and stuff. And so I tried to like look up the meaning of them, um, and I didn't find what I wanted in a very simple way. <laughs> but they're like commonly used in medieval times. There are two main purposes were to scare off evil and divert rainwater. Um, and so many have open mouths and long necks because they function as downspouts to divert rainwater from building foundations. And the gar- the word gargoyle originates from the old French word gargoyle. <laughs> Words I can't say, obviously. <laughs> What? I don't know what I'm trying to <laughs> Can read. Can you repeat that? <laughs> Gargoyle, meaning throat, which me also describes the gurgling sound of water as it is coming down the downspout. 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 It's very athletic. And it says it's believed that the Catholic Church originally used gargoyle statues as a visual reminder to their pagan converts, many of whom were illiterate. There are something, um, they were something of a sermon in the stone or a warning of sorts to teach people how to behave in a non-written way. It says the frightening nature, and this is from gargoyles, it's like a blog, it's the symbolism of gargoyles, the um, frightening nature of gargoyles, the sounds like I'm gargling was partly due to the medieval artist's responsibility to mold public behavior through intimidating images. The purpose was to frighten and to startle man amid his everyday life. These fantastic beasts hmm, were designed to be a clear and constant reminder that the devil and original sin exist alongside the beauty and splendor of the magnificent cathedral. The serpent lurks. Where do you find them? Gargoyles. They're usually high. Is that what you mean? Fantastic beasts. Oh, I don't know. You got to look. Somebody um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I feel like reading about that. It was cool. I bet God your dad goals. knew all of that. Huh? I said, I bet your dad knew all of that. I'm sure. But genuinely, the TV show from, was it the it 2000s was so or the good. 90s? Yeah. Um, so good. So then Grubbly Plank appears behind McGonagall. She's smoking a pipe and reading the paper. Um, I just thought that was cool to mention. So Harry kind of tells her, um, that Hedwig, Hedwig showed up after sending um, mail and her wing looked odd. So um, she looks at the owl and she says, well, so, like, looks like someone, some things attacked her. Can't think of what would have done it, though. She says Thestrals will sometimes go for birds, of course, but Hagrid's got the Hogwarts Thestrals well-trained not to touch birds. Um, and we've already talked about Thestrals a lot. We know that you really only see them once you like know what death is and seen it um, and allegedly have comprehended it. So first of all, Hagrid is the best and I miss him. Also like to point out like he has them well trained. Yes, I miss him. Two, what kind of evil person hurts an animal? Umbridge is truly evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Terrible. I agree. A special like Hedwig. She's just a little baby angel. A small bird with big dreams. Yeah. Um, and so burn. Harry, it's mentioned that Harry doesn't care about what Thestrals were because he already knows, but he doesn't know because he doesn't know, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, like he's seen him. He you knows him. You know, he doesn't know, know the name. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows, you know, that he knows, you know, you know. Yep. I got you. <laughs> so Harry, and it's even mentioned, I, know, I loved, loved this. It was like, Harry really only cared about Hegwig being okay um, and like getting fixed basically. And McGonagall asks him how far Hedwig traveled. 
Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, just like a short flight to London. <laughs> and like it's said, like McGonagall kind of like gives him a look. So knowing that like by him saying London, he really had sent the bird to Sirius at number four, except it's 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to say number four, perfect died. That's where the four came from. Number 12, grim old place. Um, and I was like, I wonder, and I didn't do too much um, looking into this, like how long... <laughs> It is from like Hogwarts roughly to London and just to Google distance to between Hogwarts and London, it says roughly between 500 and 700 miles. So that's a long flight for a wee little precious bird. Um, so then, um, <laughs> Gravely Plank pulls out of monocle to like have a closer look at her wing. And so she tells Harry, should she, she should be able to help Hedwig, um, but she shouldn't really be flying long distances for a couple of days after. Um, and just to leave her with garbage bag. So like, just leave her with me. I'll have her fixed up in no time. Um, so Harry thanks her. And then she goes to leave when McGonagall reminds her that there's still a letter attached to the bird and hands it. So she hand, takes it, hands it off to Harry and then she takes her leave. And so then Harry's, uh, Harry goes to leave as well, but McGonagall kind of like holds him back. And basically she like makes sure that like, there's no one in earshot. And tells him, and this is a quote from the book, bear in mind that channels of communication in and out of Hogwarts may be be being watched, won't you? And I said this basically is foreshadowing to him finding out that, like, what happened to Hedwig is Umbridge, like, reading his mail, basically. Um, And also, later on, when Sirius does talk to them that night, you see a gross hand come through, and it's McGonagall watching the flu network. Nope. Um... Isn't it McGonagall? Not Umbridge. 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 Because Umbridge's this meeting, hand. this meeting coming up with Sirius is the one where her hand correct, her hand pops, and reaches out. Because um, apparently, I love watching the Food Network. She loves watching the Flu Network. Same thing. Mine is more different enjoyable. channels. <laughs> Food's good. Uh, and so, yeah. He's about to be interrupted. How do you watch the flu network? Do you just like sit there with your head on the fire just watching people go? That has to be nauseating. Yeah, I'm, I would Total so. barf would be sending through fires. <laughs> um, so then just then, like the hallway started to flood with students because the bell had rung. And so Harry couldn't really respond to what McGonagall had said. So McGonagall just goes back into the staff room and Harry is left to find Ron and Hermione. And so he finds them and he kind of finally reads his note and it's in Sirius's handwriting. And it says, and I quote, today, same time, same place. That little noise was just me adding noises. So then Hermione asks Harry about Hedwig and Ron also asks like, Oh, where did he take her? And so he tells them, um, to grubbly plank is where he took her. And he tells her what McGonagall had said to him. And it turns out that there's kind of also the line of thinking that Hermione had, cause she had just had told Ron, she's like, well, what if someone's trying to intercept like what, what mail and what um, letters Hedwig has, so, like, this is the first time that she has been hurt, she being, obviously, Hedwig, during a flight. Yeah. And Harry tells them that the letter is from Snuffles. He's a good boy. And uh, <laughs> they figure out that he basically means to talk to them, like, during uh, through the flu in the common room that night. And so Hermione just hopes that no one else has read the note, but Harry points out that the note was still sealed, and he doesn't think that anyone would be able to understand what the note even meant. But, like, if you're looking at the flu network, specifically in Hogwarts, like, it's not hard to figure out. Because, like, what other ways of communicating into Hogwarts are there? Not that many. If any, right? Is it just the flu network you could talk, like, instantly? 
Um, Interesting. I think so. But we talked about this. Like, so you can't apparate. I was going to say apparate. <laughs> you can't apparate in and out of Hogwarts, right? Yeah. So, like, if you can do flu calls, can you flu in and out of Hogwarts? I would hmm. assume. Maybe if you're I guess the I headmaster. Assume, yeah. But, but like, but what's like, the difference that's... between a flu call and fluing in and out? Well, I feel like Sirius could time. have decided to fully step on through. Yeah, yeah. If he had wanted, but it was just easier and like Nuts. quicker access to yeah. leave if he didn't. Yeah. But that also seems like a massive flaw in their security system. Yeah. Because like why didn't the death eaters just use the flu? Right. Hogwarts Castle. That seems like a massive plot hole. I wonder if after this Umbridge had the fires sealed and then they never were unsealed. Which is why Malfoy couldn't have used it. I don't know. I don't know. That is weird. I don't know. So then Hermione says, she goes, I don't know. This is a quote from a book. She said, said Hermione anxiously, hitching her bag back over her shoulder as the bell rang again. It wouldn't be exactly difficult to reseal the scroll by magic. And if anyone's watching the flu network, not a great channel. I prefer the food, food network. Um, but I don't really see how we can warn him not to come without that being intercepted too. She ain't wrong. And so off to their next class they go, which is potions. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, two hours potions. later. Oh, let's go to lightning bolt Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Who wants to do some lightning bolt round questions? Okay. Very nice. Jesse asks, who would be a queer couple you would ship in the series? Uh, Remus and Sirius. Yeah. Yeah. Now hold on. If we're I just going queer, and if we're going headcanon, can't Tonks and Remus be a queer couple? True. Mm. Oh yeah. I don't mind like a thruple of like Remus and Sirius, and then like you could have Tonks in there. Why are you laughing at me? Remus, Sirius, and James. <laughs> You know He's... that happened once. <laughs> a week. <And> then... <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree, Dean and Samus. Samus. What is wrong with me? Seamus. I like I said Lily. J- L- not Lily. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Luna. she doesn't like Lily. I, do. I love Lily. <laughs> Luna and oh, Jenny is I one said, that I, I see. And that's someone I like a lot. Um, I see Luna and Jenny together more so than like, I know people like, Luna and Hermione. Uh, I just don't, especially do? reading the books. I swear I've seen it, and I just like no. What about Dreary? I'm into it. <laughs> I'm okay I don't like it. that. It just doesn't seem realistic to me. They're, he, just, they're just so mean. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> um, you know which ones I really don't care for too much is Harry and Ron. No. Like it just doesn't, doesn't match well for, for me. me. I mean, if you are into it, cool. I'm not gonna judge you. Um, I like Dean being gay. Like yeah. I, th- I like him and Seamus. I like. Yeah. Who do you like him with? Can well he can't be by himself. That's perfectly acceptable. I kind of like Dean and Harry. Hmm. Because like Dean was a Muggleborn. Like they'd have a lot in common, you know. Yeah, I don't hate it. I was trying to think of somebody for Voldemort, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't think of anyone. He's Bellatrix? literally asexual. No. Not Bellatrix. Which is fine. Sure. Just Voldemort's not fine. Yeah. Um, I also think that I like 
Uh, shoot. Oh, I know. Because I had this idea the other day. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Elpheus Doge and Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. I like that. (sighs) Elpheus. Yeah, I agree. Elpheus had a thing for Dumbledore. 100%. Do you think it was like just one sided? I don't know. See, that's that's what I'm unsure of. Or do you think it was like could be a relationship, but like he just loved more Nobody. than Dumbledore did? Do you get what I'm saying? I I just think that Elpheus probably was crushing so hard on Dumbledore. And I think Dumbledore completely missed it. And I think that I think that But they were well, No, they short, were friends before this. There was such a short time. Like there's two months I, him and Dumbledore him and Grindelwald. I just don't think Dumbledore felt that way about him. And then I think that once Dumbledore met Grindy, I think it was like, ah Yeah. Grindy. I honestly I think Elpheus had a thing for him. For sure. The way that the obituary was written, the way that he talked about him at the wedding, and the way that Aberforth talked about how Elpheus felt about Dumbledore, there was like there's like no doubt in my mind. Just saying. <laughs> Truffles asks, what's your favorite quote from Order of the Phoenix? Oh boy, I'd have to look that up, but off the top uh, of my head, have a biscuit potter. Have a biscuit pot. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, but it's a good one. I like uh, snitches get stitches. Is I that said in it. there? <laughs> it's in the book. Did you miss that part? Just turn to a random I, page. I like, no, she shrieked. No, this cannot be happening. It cannot. I refuse to accept it. Did you just flip open and read the first quote? <laughs> give, me a, give me a Dumbledore quote. I don't hate a Dumbledore it because chapter. that's sometimes how Ooh, I feel about emotional things. range of a teaspoon is from this one, and I like that one, too. There's a lot of good ones here's I just a, don't know off the top of my head. Quote. I did, said Dumbledore, on a cold, wet night 16 years ago in a room above a bar at the Hogshead Inn. I had gone there to see an applicant for the post of the divination teacher. Was it Alpheus Though Dodge? it was against my inclination to allow the subject of divination to continue at all. The applicant, however, was the great-great-granddaughter of a very famous, very gifted seer, and I thought it common politeness to meet her. I was disappointed. Oh, Dumbledore. Well, it was. seemed to me that she had not a trace of the gift herself. I told her courteously, I hope that I did not think she would be suitable for the post. I turned to leave. Dude, he just flat out said he just, he wasn't even like, I'll send you an owl. No, <laughs> not going to give you the job. Bye. Well, you gotta be honest. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley asks, who would go to that meeting to learn new defense? Who would go to the meeting just to hear the story? Are you talking about us? I think, I think so. so. I'd go for the I'd learn. Go for, I'd go for defense. both. Both. Wow. Well, sure. Realistically, I'm that kind of person that likes get to hear serious. good stories. Yeah, both. Yeah. I'd love to get serious. Katie's over here like, I don't care. I'm cool for defense only. I just want to learn some things. <laughs> like Spelliarmus. I'm just going to see myself out. Just say you're going to see yourself out. Yeah. Okay, bye. I'm just kidding. Bye. There's <laughs> cookies. Exactly. They're calling me. <laughs> the dark side's upstairs because they've got cookies. <laughs> Soul asks, if you were to be known for a Quidditch move, what would it be called? The Sasa Slurpee. The tea Rizzle <laughs> Meltdown. You guys just came right out with this. <laughs> <laughs> Meg is so jealous. Meg's like, her mouth's open. She's like, what can I say? <laughs> I got nothing. Did you ain't creative like us. 
O'Malley rules. O'Malley rules as we go off the cliff. <laughs> the two artists can't come up with I know, something. right? And I'm an artist of hair. This true. is true. The Catherine Catch. Ooh. I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. Megan's my like, actual name, come but... with <laughs> The Megan Meltdown. That was mine. You did not she say Meltdown. The T-Rizzle meltdown. meltdown. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Yours should be like the T-Rizzle tornado. T-Rex tornado or something. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the Megan Melt. The Megan. Meg's morph. She morphs into different Meg's creatures. Meg's morph tiles. <laughs> <laughs> She's changing her name. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Jess asks, what would Bart's response to the decree sound like? Oh, uh, man, yeah, that's bogus, man. <laughs> Eat my shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not right now on the chalkboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> literally uh, my favorite thing in the whole world <laughs> Jesse asks who would be worse Umbridge or the Grinch prior to heart growth Grinch is far better oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. I love the Grinch cause he has the so capability much. of becoming good Umbridge does not every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot <laughs> but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not I could keep going, but I won't. Uh, Mighty Spruce, what educational decree would you make? I would say let the teachers teach. Hey. Snack time make a mean all the one. time. Make a mean one. No. A oh. mean one? Yeah, it's funnier that way. <laughs> <laughs> Says the teacher. <laughs> no scratching of quills. <laughs> you have to just have a silent quill. Oh my gosh. We had a teacher in high Let school. Let Tiffany give us all her um, annoyances out in decrees. If you cracked your knuckles, he started like flick like it could be he'd be talking about whatever he was talking about and he'd start snapping his fingers because you were like he hated it. Wait, he that's also, kind of the next question, but go ahead. He also um used to drink he'd bring a like a styrofoam cup of coffee into every class and then he wouldn't always like he would leave it in the desk drawer. And one of the teachers that also, because it wasn't just his classroom, they're like, no, there would be like four, like the whole drawer would be full of like half drunk um, cups of coffee and styrofoam cups. I don't know if you ever had oh him, gosh. and I forget what his name is, but I had him for, oh, economics, maybe? I would maybe. do. Oh, I maybe. think I had him for government. Mandatory. Maybe I had him for government. Tea and snacks. He was weird. Yeah. He kind of looked like, he reminds me of, um, who's the actor? He reminds Smith. me of Prince Philip. Yes, but you know who played him, Matt Smith. Yeah, so we're both. Yep, we're on the same but page. But he was like an old Matt Smith. Correct. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know Prince Philip. He just no. turned ninety nine. Can you believe that? Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, Maui Brandon asks, "What was the most ridiculous decree you encountered growing up?" Got one. Yeah. Art class. You weren't oh, allowed God, to toss anything. Thing. Like you weren't allowed to throw anything. That was the thing, which makes sense, right? Get your detention. Yeah. So I got up. Can you get over? Oh, it? you've told us. No, this. I've got up and I was two inches from the trash can and I tossed a little piece of paper from my hand in the trash can. Detention. I mean, like that is that's I got an ultimate Bob shorts. I got a detention in grade school because I didn't bring my recorder to class. So I had to stay and this teacher was not nice. I had to stay after because of my detention and play the recorder. Which is just well, you deserved the practice. I don't want to say it's a stupid instrument, but I couldn't play anything on it now, and I had to play it for however many years. I can play a this mean is, hot crash well, book. This was also the same teacher that used to bang on. She had like this little thing on wheels that was metal, and she used to bang on it when people were not being quiet. And then she broke it. She also broke her hand, and then blamed the students. 
we are not making you hit that thing. You are hitting that of your own accord. Are you all right? I know what my, <laughs> I have my most She's ridiculous nice. decree. Are you okay? And if my mom is listening, She's which not. I know she does sometimes, actually. <laughs> oh, hi, mom. Uh, it was probably the limitations on the internet when it was dial-up. I mean, come on. You were printing Rupert Grant pictures <laughs> faster than light speed at that time. I was. And fan fiction. I will say, well, I think she printed the fan fiction uh, out of school. Fan fiction at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is mine? I just remember the one time I forgot to disconnect it and she got so mad because someone was trying to call for like a whole day. <laughs> And they oh couldn't God. get through. Back in the day. I got in trouble for texting too much because my friend had unlimited and we did not. We had like a 250 a month. Yeah, but I that goes through, by quick. I blew through that in a day and my father was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ain't was not happy. I had to give my dad quarters every time I texted. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad quickly learned. <laughs> because he's like, because you could only text like... Um, I think Verizon texting between people was free, but then like then it began. I don't oh, know. It networks. was like a whole thing because yeah. I yeah. was like I wasn't talking. No, it was like your bill. Like the people on your bill were free. Yeah, so some... like my parents, I could text. For I just free. remember like I would text Gabby all the time, and it was not free. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. What were some bogus rules that you wanted to smash stuff up when you were little because you're like this is dumb. Come on, Tiffany. The worst thing Tiffany did was blow her trumpet at someone out the window. True. <laughs> Literally the worst thing I, I did. Mean, well, like, we weren't allowed to carry water bottles around in high school. We could only have them, like, at our lockers. It's weird. It, do you want to know really why they used to be allowed? And then girls were drinking alcoholic vodka. And the teachers were like, she's like, it. we had no idea. She's like, why in the middle of the day, like, students were, like, getting so tired they were sleepy. Um, so we were no longer allowed to have water bottles with us. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Also... You might need some counseling if you're in high school and you are drinking so much that you're drunk in the middle of your day. Um, I don't know. So we weren't allowed to have that. We weren't allowed to chew gum. I got in trouble for chewing gum in high school. I agree. The gum is out. Kids put it on stuff. You know, it was the stupidest thing. I don't remember. <laughs> in grade school, we they changed the rules on like our uniform and we weren't allowed to wear. We had to wear socks that were two inches above our ankles folded over. And I got in trouble. I didn't get, she just, I was in the principal's office for some, I was like dropping something off. I wasn't in there because I was in trouble. And the assistant principal was like, are those folded over? And they were thick. And I was like, no. She's like, well, you can't wear those tomorrow. You clearly see that I'm wearing white socks that are above my ankle. So like, why do you care? Because they have nothing else to do. Ridiculous. See, but I get the, like being strict with that because if if you're not everything gets walked all over but here's my they were about they were two inches above my ankle they just weren't folded over and they were white so like realistically she should have said like picture shock stupid my sister got an in-school suspension for wearing a shirt once that boys were allowed to wear and girls were not and my mom was like yeah she's not serving this and i will sue you for sexual harassment because the boys are allowed to wear it why can't the girls yeah that almost happened to jen she got in trouble for her hair in grade school and her father was like absolutely not she's like she's allowed to wear it they changed the rules the next year about what they were allowed to have how they were allowed to wear their hair craziness yeah no i went to public school we do whatever we want <laughs> i got the rules changed at mags for them to actually put that your socks had to match i got the rules because i used to not wear hair. matching socks 
and then they changed I don't it. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. We were allowed to wear whatever as long as they were high enough. I think above your. I ankle. think it was senior year. Yeah. They were like, "Your socks have to match." Oh, I know one. My first and then stupid shoes. Real so sorry. you guys went to Catholic school. So growing up, I went to public school. My first year of teaching was at a Catholic school, and I had to. If I was wearing sandals, they had to have a back to them. That's mm. a rule I don't like. I yeah, they like, did that with clogs at our school. We used to be able to wear like the Birkenstock. They can't do clogs. it anymore. And well, and then there was a period of time when we went that they changed it and said you couldn't wear those. And well, then like, they undid it because so many people complained about it. But they oh, were like, yes. oh, never mind. And it's I like, will yeah, say, that's dumb. do you remember? So our, our sophomore year, they changed the rules. <laughs> and my friend and I ended up buying like the exact same pair of clogs that had like like a cute design on them. And I think mine were brown or something or hers were black or vice versa. But they like had like sequins and stuff on it but they weren't like crazy colors it was all like my entire shoe was black right. I wrote all the whole design and it was black hers was the same just in brown um but we were not allowed to wear them because they were too bohemian so we had to go and get new shoes i'm not even lying too bohemian that's what they said but they, they like, let me wear my kitty cat shoes so year. stupid <laughs> you had kitty cat shoes. like these Heck are the yeah, things that they, they were, they were like, mary janes about. and they were kitty cats yeah yep all right, next question comes from Ashley. If you were a professor when all these decrees were enacted, would you enforce them or let the kids slide because you knew they were ridiculous? Slide. Yeah. Slide. Yeah, slide. Um, truffles. Are you allowed to, were you allowed to read Harry Potter at Hogwarts? Is J.K. Rowling technically a muggle? What? Like, if you're sitting at Hogwarts, can you read Harry Potter? Because is J.K. Rowling a muggle who wrote the story of Harry Potter? Oh. Uh, oh, because they they were not allowing books written by muggles. No, just like for fun. If you're thinking like, is J.K. Rowling actually a muggle writing about Harry Potter? Oh, I but get But can it. you read Harry Potter at Hogwarts? I say no, you can't. I'm going to say no, you can't. Yeah, I'll say no. They're trying to protect yes. the cause, man. If you can read. No, okay, no, no. Marietta. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley asks, what do you think the room of requirement symbolizes in J.K.'s life? Shame? Because you're hiding something? I think it's just a place no, to go. I think it's an escape. Yeah. I think yeah. it's an escape. It's whatever, like, you, it's whatever you need being readily available to you. Like, think I of, like, think how good that could be, though. Like, yeah. when you are just in the need... In, you're in the need of something. In the need um, for a Because loop. I think that, like, by saying that, that you're hiding something, that's that's referring to that one room that the room of requirement becomes. Correct. But, yeah. like, the room of the requirement room of actually... Things, as Malcolm yeah, calls it. ...becomes and, whatever you need. Because that, that's all the room was for him. Right. It was but multiple me, things for Harry. Part of me thinks, too, like, if you've truly... So, like, we've talked about this from that how is it halloween town right when you like lose things in my yeah. head canon when you lose something at hogwarts if it's lost for enough period of time it's going to go to the room of requirement I enjoy that um and that's why it's full of shenanigans also yeah. and you when know my crown it's a good place to hide a tiara their need for that room especially to prep them for what was coming was greater than the fact that they were hiding it from someone mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm I yeah. think like it's just handy like because every time like say they go and do a new spell every time the room is going to give you exactly what you need you don't have to worry about it mm -hmm. um which is nice should we call it the room of awesome <laughs> such a katie thing to say <laughs> i'm gonna pronounce this incorrectly but brand brandicius harris <laughs> not brandon <laughs> What would be a better way to rule a snitch without physical disfigurement? 
Hold on. Before Whatever we answer this, said. do you think that this that we would call him Branny because we call him Vinny? Yeah. 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 Bran- okay, You're Branny. Branny. <laughs> like Tanny. <laughs> Branny Banani. Tanny Banani, as JVN calls him. Can you um, read it again? Sorry. Yeah. Branny says, what would be a better way to rule a snitch without physical disfigurement? Whatever Sarah said about parchment and quills and things. Why can't it just be like for a week? Meg. Oh, now you want it to just be for a week? No, she just. Well, wants, no, I'm just like you know a compromise. How? Yeah, she needs treacherous. To feel it. Is. Yeah, but what else can you do? It doesn't That's have to be question. permanent. But like, I'm changing it by the fact that it's not oh my permanent. God. <laughs> so, some, didn't somebody say every time she opened a book, it yelled "snitch"? Yeah, Branny said that. Oh, Branny. Okay, Branny. Yes, yes. <laughs> he also said. <laughs> when she she toots it would say snitch kind of like snitch maybe that's it or maybe it would come out like snitch (laughs) 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 no it needs to be something more obvious megan wants people to feel that i don't think necessarily it does I think it should be. Okay, I'm not doing this. Well, anymore. this is the whole the whole <laughs> point of the thing. You say that, I disagree with you. She just needs to have sneak across her face for the rest of her life. Sound okay. the feasting horn. Maui Brandon asks. This one is for <laughs> Sasa, aka Bob, because last week I asked an Animal Crossing question. What's your proudest build so far? Bob the Builder. Oh, I was oh. like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought you were still asking on Animal Crossing. I was like, I don't know. What are you guys building there? <laughs> Stuff. Um, I actually have a filing cabinet I haven't built yet. What is my proudest build today? Ooh, I'm really proud that I built my bed, but I've done that before. I really am very good with my hands building things. Why are you looking at me like that? Or my desk. It's just very thrilling for me. I'm this way, like afterwards. <laughs> That I like you build something with your hands. I'm proud of you. Honey. I will say this reminds me, my cousin, um, her the house that her dad and stepmom bought like years ago. I think we were, they were still in high school. They um, like took out the garage that was attached to the house and like added, like did it himself, like added to mm-hmm. the house. And he had her help. And I go, but think of how cool it is to like look at that one day and be like, I helped build it. She goes, yeah, that's exactly what my dad said. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> she was like annoyed. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> That's the kind of person I am. <laughs> That's the kind of person I am. Any more? Last question. Okay. This is the ultimate one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is ultimate. Look at Discord. Brandelli asks, <laughs> what are your Brandon names? Oh, jeez. Mine is Brenna. Tifton. Tifton? Brandon, Tifton. Mine would be Brady. Branty. Bragan. <laughs> Brandony. <laughs> that fits you, to be honest with you. I'm Brandony. Oh, Brabden. <laughs> or it could be Brera. Brady. Or Brenna. Well, you go by Sasa, so why not Baba? 
<laughs> or Bran Bran. Bran Bran. Or Bra Bra. Bra Bra. Bra Bra. Wait, what's Brandon backwards? Because there is. Oh, Nod. 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 No, it wouldn't. Nod Brandon. Narb. Oh, it would be. It would be Nod Narb. Can you Nod Narb. Nod Narb. That's it. That sounds like um, Sim Speak. Yes. Simish, is that what it's called? Yes. Uh-huh. Simish, Simish. Oh. Uh, what is Fozzie's Brandon name? Asks Brancius Harris. <laughs> Branny. No, it's Bozzy. Um, Brazzy? Brazzy. <laughs> Itty bitty ditty pretty. <laughs> oh, God. Equality, Brandon. Equality, Brandon. <laughs> Brand bear. Brandon. Quality pooch. All right, are we ready for the fan <clears throat> story? I'm excited for this one. I think that she's here. I hope so. Okay. Did you have something to say? No. Oh, okay. I thought your hand was up. I think that she's in Discord. This week's fan story comes from Tasha Fetima. Hey, Tasha. Hey, Tasha. Hey, Hi, ladies. My name is Tasha Fetima, and she was kind enough to prompt to put it out phonetically for me i'm from sundry alberta canada and i get to share you share with you my potter story my hogwarts house is ravenclaw and my ilvermorny house is thunderbird yes my wand is a hawthorn wood and unicorn hair 14 and a half inches in length with slightly yielding flexibility my patronus is a dolphin okay we match ilvermorny houses and we match patronuses that's pretty awesome cool I first got introduced to the books around the same time that my school library had first gotten the books. I was about eight or nine at the time. I remember asking my mom if we could purchase the book that year that it was released. And of course she said yes. After we got the first book, I opened up the book to read it and I was hooked. After all those years, I remember going to the local store that that had the books and picking up a copy anytime it was released so that we could read on with the adventures that Harry and his friends would be on. I practically grew up with the characters and was waiting patiently during those years while waiting for book five to be released. Word. (laughs) I've also seen the movies and let me tell you, I didn't mind them at first, but the books are so much better. Mm. Plus, I somehow slept through part of the fourth movie. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to sleep through any of them, (laughs) I'd probably say that one. I was doing a recent reread of the series in 2018 and when I got to Deathly Hollows, that's when I couldn't pick up the books as my dad had passed, and I knew it, that it would be difficult for me to continue. I'm hoping that I'll eventually get to reread that book without having to struggle through it. Mm. Around the same time that I was doing the reread of the series, I wanted to listen to a podcast, and one of the suggestions was Swish and Flick. I knew instantly that this podcast that, that got my attention and got hooked instantly, just like the books, and started listening to you guys in July of 2018, just so that I have something to listen to while cleaning the school and getting it ready for the next school year. Yes, I'm a custodian, janitor, caretaker. And sometimes I do feel like the caretaker Argus Filch when the kids try to befoul the school, especially <laughs> when it's supremely muddy, supremely muddy. Mm-mm. Ever since finding the podcast, it feels like I've been part of a huge community as I joined the Facebook group. And I always look forward to the podcast every week, even the Felix files. And I will always know that Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. And of course, don't let the muggles get you down no matter what happens in life. Wow, Tasha, you're an amazing human being. Thank first you so of all, much. yeah, thank yes. you for sending that. Second, I am sorry to hear about your dad. Yes, and I hope that one day you can pick up the books. Don't rush yourself. You can do it with us in a couple of years. Exactly, we'll be crying yeah. with you. Right? I'm just getting ready to finish it, so I'm game for reading it again. But thank you for sharing your story, and thank you for always being such a huge part of our community. 
always so much fun mm-hmm. on our um zoom Hangs. hangouts and and all that always happy and you're always just somebody that's good to see yes a very positive influence in mm-hmm. all our lives yeah. for sure you want to tell me a joke? Oh, yeah. I pulled one up. <laughs> Jokes. On. I like jokes. Give me a joke. Okay. How does Harry Potter get rid of a rash? Expelly rashes. No. <laughs> With Quidditch. Oh. She's so <laughs> proud of herself right now. You should have seen this. Smile. <laughs> Katie, this is you backing away. <laughs> it's so good. I don't. I don't get it. Quidditch. 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 Oh. <laughs> you know, asking how a joke is makes it not it's as not funny. funny anymore. I to explain it. I liked it. I get it. It's funny. <laughs> You're tired, honey. It's okay. Um, did you guys know that we're on social media? Where? We're on Facebook. What? Swish and Flick Podcast. You can also join our group, Swish and Flick Podcast group. <laughs> we're on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flickcast. <clears throat> and if you are so inclined, we are also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. If you are interested in supporting us, we would greatly appreciate it. We have different levels. You can donate to us every month from $2 up to $25, and all of those levels get you different things. But just so you know, if you do join Patreon and you go in the Discord chat, you have to change your name to something with Brandon. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Because that's, that's a, a rule today. now. <laughs> um, so you can also follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus Family. <laughs> Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O. Mally with three H's. Soon to be, what was it? Nodnard. Change it to Nodnard. 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 Nodnarb. That's right. Oh, Tiffany, what are you doing with your life? Um. So I just started the Lightning Thief, Percy Jackson. Do you like it? Do you like it if you would have read it when you were 12? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, no, I, I'm enjoying it. It's an easy, good read. Some of the parts I'm like, okay, because it's like kid stuff. But, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm putting off fighting Ganon in Breath of the Wild. So I'm just getting memories and Korok seeds and shrines and stuff like that. Because I don't want it to be over yet. And Do you want to play mine? Nope. <laughs> nope. Meg hasn't if, touched it. Dude, honestly, if I like logged in and showed you all my stuff, you would be like, what? How come my name changed on here to just Sarah? Because that wasn't it before. Oh, I changed our names to be us. But oh, you can always change it back. It wouldn't let me. Oh, maybe you don't have administrator privileges. Thanks for interrupting. <laughs> Sorry, but I don't want to be Sarah. Tales. I wanted to be Nadnarb. What is it, Nadnarb? Nadnarb. You gotta be O Nadnarb. That's fine. Oh, Nadnarb. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start a new book called "The Eye of the World" by Robert Jordan. It's the Eye of the World. It's the I still don't really understand the what the Eye of the World is. If I'm being honest with you. So I'm going to read I couldn't that. Tell you I haven't read it. See if I like it. There's 11 on the back of this thing. What are there? 14? Yeah. 
Sheesh. Well, I think the first 11 he wrote himself, and there's a, the last couple he and another guy wrote. Because hmm. um, I think he was getting on in ages. Mm, okay. But yeah, no, um, I've got a real nice summer tan going on because I've been. Summer tan makes, makes me, me feel fancy. <laughs> Still doing bars, swimming, playing with my daughter. You're going to the bar? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B-A-R-E. <laughs> no, but just, you know, hanging out, getting prepped for having a, a two-year-old. She's great. She is, but she's cute. She's funny. Like she's funny. She thinks. She, like, do you know what conversations. she? She thinks farts are funny now because they are. Like who do you is that? Know my favorite <laughs> thing. Do you want to know my favorite thing about Alana? Is that she associates Katie and I together, and mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So Katie. cute. Yeah. Like Make, I came Mako over to on. drop something off, and I left, and she <laughs> apparently said, "May go check on Katie," because <laughs> Katie didn't come with me. It was just super. Yeah, I like that she had concern for me. That's so Katie. sweet. She loves you guys. You created a sweet human being. Aw, thanks. I gave Alana Harry Potter dolls, and she made Hermione and Hermione kiss, and it was so cute. <laughs> and Harry and, and Harry? Harry and Harry. And Harry and Ron, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. It was I a love three it. for three. Yeah. I like how she was just like. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like I think I did that one time with like one of her toys. And she must have remembered I did that. And I also like try to have the animals play nicely together. But the other day, like I, I was like, we were playing with sharks and I was like, you're look like a snack. And I went after a seal and I was like, maybe not yet. Tiffany, pull back. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. You don't need to know about the food chain yet. I like that you talk to yourself. Maybe not now. <laughs> Swim away. Swim away. Fisher friends, not food. It was a seal. Seals, Seals are, are friends, friends, not food. All right. What are you guys doing? We're packing because mm-hmm. we're moving. Yep. So that's a lot. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. not going to be in our least favorite apartment we've ever been in in our entire lives anymore. So that's fantastic. Woo-woo. Uh, but yeah. Are you going to say any more about that? I'm just curious. I don't know. You don't have to. I know. Keep I'm it just, secret. I know. Cause we were talking, we're like, well, when do we want to like actually talk about it? They're moving to Antarctica. Yep, sorry. I, I Katie hate loves the freaking the cold. cold. No one would ever why? believe that. <laughs> Michigan Brandon wants to know, why don't you guys like the apartment, if you don't mind me asking? It's in a bad neighborhood. Didn't think it was that bad when we moved in, but it's pretty bad. We have really annoying neighbors. We don't have air conditioning, and I don't know why we thought that we could survive with that. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. <laughs> it's okay. I desperately need a dishwasher. These are all first world problems, and I realize that there are worse things in the world, but these are just things that I've realized I need. Everything is also broken. So. Everything is broken, and it is Everything not our Everything is fault. broken. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay, here's my, here's my life lessons from Megan and Katie's life experiences. Lesson one, thoroughly, thoroughly read what you're signing. Yep. Second, 
ask a lot of questions before you move into an apartment such as google questions you should ask because you always can't come up on them yeah come up with them on your own how old is this appliance when i ask you how old is this appliance i don't mean when did you purchase it i mean how old is it that's a big one (laughs) because i was smart enough to ask how old is this appliance but i was given the answer of when it was purchased which is not the same thing as how old is the appliance (laughs) nope so it is not uh life lessons from megan and katie's stupid mistakes our lease claimed that we were responsible for all appliances and literally all of the appliances broke within approximately two months of us moving in are you leaving that stove there yeah yeah because i made him pay for it oh did you yeah we didn't buy it oh we had I made him do a lot that he said he wasn't going to do, which is because I'm a Slytherin and I don't back down. But, um, yeah, we didn't have a stove. We didn't have a stove for six months. It was six months. So, yeah, we cooked off of a toaster oven. You get real creative with food and a hot plate. Mm -hmm. That was fun. We ate at my parents a lot. (laughs) So, um, so, yeah, but. We're it's moving. It is now because I'm moving from it. But we are moving to an apartment that we are extremely excited about. Has air conditioning, has a dishwasher. You'll need it. Has a washer and a dryer that is in on the floor that we like in our apartment. So oh, we don't have nice. to like take our laundry elsewhere. Or share the or share it with anybody. It is ours. Nice. And we are not well, responsible for anything. We're not responsible for any of the appliances if they break it's on the apartment complex and it's amazing so yeah we'll talk more about that at another date but we're moving mm-hmm. and i can't wait so i just want a dishwasher <laughs> and air conditioning it's also just really bad because we're on the top floor so like it's even hotter mm, yeah. because all of the heat just like rises and it is stuck in our apartment we and the layout the of the weekend. windows is horrible. Mm-hmm. There's not a single window in the living room that opens. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> so it's really bad. Design this house. Yeah, it's I mean, it's an old house that was built a long time ago in Cleveland. Just bad. Just bad. Yep. So yeah. Do anything different, Katie? Mm, no, just packing and trying to figure out little details. What Megan doesn't know is Katie's moving to a different location than <laughs> Megan is. <laughs> Why'd you tell her? I'm moving in with Sasa. Yeah. So yeah, Sarah, what's going on in your life? Nothing exciting like that. <laughs> oh, um, please. I finished the Eye of the World which is the first book of the Royal no wheel of time series. I have the second one. I'm going to start. I have another book. My cousin's going to give me to read. Um, wait for Jilly. I think it's called. And, um, I'm hopefully going to be taking the test to then applying to nursing school soon, which is frightening and nauseating. And yeah, I've been thinking about going back to school. I just don't know. I'm all over the place. Going would you go my back midlife for? crisis? I'm 30 and I'm hitting my midlife crisis already. What would you go back to school for? Zoology. That'd be awesome. Maybe. I think it'd be awesome to be a zookeeper at Animal Kingdom. 
Sorry, that's not funny. I thought you meant like Animal Crossing in my head. I'm like, you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, are there a lot of jobs in that? At zoos. So like you got one per city. So I guess not really. But it'd be cool. This all happened during quarantine, too, because I started watching Crikey, It's the Irwins. (laughs) I'm telling you. Meg, you are a content creator, whether that's with animals or design. (laughs) I like creating content. See if you can volunteer. Yeah, that'd be fun. See if you like it. I want to take care of the elephants. I don't need need to be near them. The tigers. No. For hooters and half breeds, <laughs> <laughs> which was never said in the episode. That. Well, it is well, now. that's okay because this episode's called "The Flight of the Seven Brandons." So, even I though I like, think it became the, actually like eleven, it should be like the laughter of the Seven Brandons. Can we talk about the emotional roller coaster this episode? What was? the heck? <laughs> like, what just happened in this? You know, basement? you know what I'd like to say, Tiffany. What, Sasa? I would like to say. We're on a baby hunt, and we don't <laughs> don't think we don't know how to weed them out. Is that SpongeBob? Probably. Weed them out. Yeah, it's gotta be. And it's it's <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany R over here, just like whatever. Oh. <laughs> We're it's bubble this. blowing babies. <laughs> I think that's what the quote is. Sarah, all your the bubble blowing so babies red. will be beaten. <laughs> This is from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie circa 2004. Four hours later. <laughs> don't think we don't know how to weed them out. Patrick said this. Weed them out. So good. Right. Waiting. Turn your volume down. The baby's probably sleeping. Crazy people. Uh, can we watch that together? Okay, thanks. Well, um, if you're still here. <laughs> We appreciate you so much. You have no idea. So, so much. So much. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just in my voice. <laughs> you had me 1,000% full. You had me at Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Willie Willisons. I'm about to blow this toilet. <laughs> That's courtesy of Brandon. Man, I feel like a woman. Mondong just wouldn't have told on Bridge, though. Awkward turtle. Oh, gearsh. I've had two cups of coffee. And I'm ready to go. It's Jesse's girl. Because you know we're always late. Yes, we do. He it says, says, it's canon. She did give me a normal size section today, I feel like. You're welcome. I did feel like mine was a little longer. <laughs> like an appropriate amount of a section? Listen, if you don't know how to speak up for yourself, I cannot help you. I'm just kidding, <laughs>